it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible so thank you very much to find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com what's going on this is charles from jet ski you're listening to the chronicles of podcast with tom and jamie you bloody idiot <laughs> Hi guys, the Chronicles of Podcast, and this is the 60th edition, everybody. That's right, 60. So I think, does Alzheimer's start kicking in now or not? Something? No, I don't know. That's probably shouldn't have made that joke. Apologies. I take it back. Uh, it's the Chronicles of Podcast, and these, Jamie, I believe, are the Chronicles of Jet Ski? Yeah, they are the Chronicles of Jet Ski. Wonderful. Let's get started. I'll get on the river. Hit it! and welcome to the 60th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Jet Ski. It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie, and joining me as always, as always, is this handsome bugger over here. What's going on, guys? So Scott's from Tom, Jamie Westwood. That was a very melodically beautiful these. I mean, oh, I'm nobody could tell what you were saying at the beginning, but the yeah. ending was fucking stunning, stunning. <sighs> um, I'm sorry, like the it's just the the tone and the way your voice went. Oh, it's all, it it's all like, those oh. years of singing Evanescence on rock band paid off clearly. <laughs> I used to love it playing. Um, what was the other one? Was it just sing for the part where you got the microphones for the PlayStation? Was it Sin? Yeah. Was it Sin It or something? Sing and I used to love doing Evanescence, be like, ah! and like hitting the actual notes. I'm like, oh my God, but like <laughs> not actually realizing that you're making just a horrible noise that hits yeah. that note rather than the actual note that sounds beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and people be like, please do that song again. I remember thinking like, I was really good on rock band. We used to have those nights with Damo, but doing Evanescence. And then I went to a different mate's house and he'd somehow had different settings on his where you couldn't hear the band, you could only hear what you were singing. That was a painful experience, let me tell oh, you. <laughs> it was a painful experience. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, it's wonderful, this. Absolutely incredible. And he goes to your meditation like, 
Is that is that me? Hey, hey, look, no, Billy, you're joking. That's not me, is it? Fuck. I, I thought I had voice of angel. Is that a, yeah. a voice That's of Elsie angel? Oh, you know. Right. So. Always <laughs> getting serious. To, no, we're not getting serious. I read a news article, Jamie. That's probably one of the greatest news articles of all time. Okay, colour me intrigued. It's called The Porridge Story. Okay. okay. Genuinely is, is exactly what it says in the tin. Uh, it's like Ron Seal. Um, so, Jamie Westwood. This was the headline. Man's torment as mystery stranger keeps yelling porridge through his letterbox. The anonymous householder's porridge complaint attracted lots of attention with more than 100 social media shares plus hundreds of comments and likes in response to the bizarre situation. Because the best thing to do when you're getting tormented with porridge through your letterbox is to take it to social media where they'll go, ah, that's obviously fucking right off. I shall continue to do so. Anyway, let me read you said article, Jamie Westwood, okay? Oh, please do. I'm very intrigued. A man has been tormented by a stranger screaming porridge through his letterbox. <laughs> the heckles happened at strange hours in the middle of the night over the course of three weeks, he said. Oh, God. He wanted to remain anonymous, but the victim said he was at his wit's end uh, and pleaded with the porridge whisperer to stop immediately. Yes, he called him the porridge whisperer. <laughs> It gets fucking... Don't worry, it gets fucking excellent. Trust Come on, me. I don't think you whispered. Anyway. The man took to social media and told the neighbour to stop and grow up on Facebook's group Fifty Shades of Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is from Yorkshire. <laughs> so, again, massively proud even more so that's where my family hail from. But still, Yorkshire Live reports. He wrote, Apologies this post is not allowed. But I wanted to get to the bottom of this as I am I'm at my wit's end. I live at Range Court's flat in Booth Town. So he's basically telling everybody where he lives. And yep. for the past three weeks, someone is still opening my letterbox flap in the middle of the night and shouting, Porridge! Sometimes it's porridge time, Papa Bear! Or <laughs> earlier it was, eat it before it gets cold, Papa Bear! Before you ask, no. Porridge had not been left at any times. This is clear and welcome visitor, and I would like it to stop as soon as possible. If it's you, grow the fuck up. Fuck is not in that sentence, but still. It works. The post has attracted lots of attention with more than 100 shares, plus hundreds of comments and likes in response. The majority of commenters saw the funny side of this whole bizarre situation. Of course they fucking will. It's Britain. <laughs> Ricardo Hard responded, could be a serial killer. Hey. <laughs> While another commenter, Joe McGrath, said, Personally, I'd get my locks changed, just in case I recommend Goldilocks. <laughs> That's clever. Kaylee Glasgow <laughs> wrote, The million-dollar question, though, is, do you actually be enjoy being called Papa Bear? <laughs> End of article. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So I told my manager, Jamie, at work about this story. And now every time we walk past each other, we just go, all right. <laughs> or we'll whisper it. It's almost like bogeys, isn't it? You know, when Dick yeah, and Dom play bogeys. Yeah. 
That and is that, fucking superb. It's excellent, isn't it? But the worst thing to do, surely, the worst thing to do is take social media. Oh, yeah. That's the worst thing you could ever do. Did he honestly expect to get sympathy? Does exactly. Does not know how and, social media works? And now the the, the, the porridge the porridge whisper's going to be like, ah, <laughs> I can now up this a notch. He's fucking hating it. This is great. I just... I just <laughs> Surely, if you knew what time they were coming around every day, you'd do something to catch them. Even if it's just it's install wait. a ring doorbell for something. Yeah. There's just ways wait. you're going to catch them. <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? It's, it's, I literally, I think I read it like the day after we recorded last week, and I was like, this is phenomenal. This is going straight in at the beginning of the episode. It is absolutely Especially because it was in Yorkshire. I was like, we've got a Yorkshireman on the interview. This is definitely going in this week's episode. Fucking excellent. I just can't take it no more. Keep shouting porridge for a letterbox. As I'm not really tempted now to go down to people's letterboxes, like, but <laughs> when I finish at two o'clock in the morning, I'm on the way home to stop the bike. Porridge. Just keep going. It wouldn't really work with the cereals, would it? Quenching yeah. the cornflakes. Like it's too long. <laughs> Cheerios. That could work. That would work. That would work. Or you have to like sing the song down the letterbox. <laughs> But I'd rather have a bowl of cocoa pops. Try if you tried to do that with the Cheerios one, they'd have time to wake up, come downstairs, and kick your ass. What was the Cheerios song? Cheerios, cheery corn, cheery rice, and wheat. Those that was it. Yeah, Cheerios, yeah. Cheerios, so good to eat. How the fuck do you remember that? I do not know. I remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything important but the Cheerios theme song. Right in there. Beautiful. And the, um, was it Umbongo? The one that you remembered as well? Oh, yes. Umbongo, Umbongo. The Jigget in the Congo. The line of the passion for the monkey of the mango. And there is more, but I can't remember the rest. Ah, oh, boo. <laughs> boo. I thought I knew it all, and then we watched it back for last the episode. Was, was it last week? We did Patreons? Yeah. It was. And I was just like, yeah, I don't remember as much as I thought I did. <laughs> it might have been a couple of weeks ago, actually, the, uh, the old... Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, actually. Um, adverts, yeah. My bad. Still, they were great. Anyway, I've got a... I remembered another funny story from school as well. Oh, as, brilliant. Yeah, I mentioned last week about the game that that kid borrowed off me that then would, uh, was like, I'm not returning to you because he took it on to give it to me. What a dick. And that anyway. story. So I've got another school story for you now. This is in year 11, okay? Oh, okay. I took, du- I took double language with GCSE. I did French and Spanish. But because I did French, oh, I got put into a... spec Because I love languages. I got put into a special class of... Uh, double linguist so there's only like six of us um, and we had to have like a double French lesson every week and I was like mm. oh. so at school Jamie in French class um, I used to pretend to have a sleeping disorder <laughs> and I would pretend to sleep so the whole lessons and my teachers left me alone <laughs> and she was like is there nothing they can actually do for you I was like no there's time to take some vitamins that's about it <laughs> and she left me alone it was great I still passed so fucking stupid was this woman? I think she was just like, he's obviously bullshitting, but it'd be fine. <laughs> God, I'll never forget my French exam. I literally wrote my name on it, read through it, didn't understand a word of it, and put my head down and went to sleep for the whole exam. Really? I didn't understand a word of it. I was not very good at languages. I had no so, idea. So that's where I thrive. It's really weird. Maths was my, like one of the hardest things ever. I, I studied for maths for like five months before the exam. Like I started like Christmas and I managed to pass because my teacher got in my face and was like, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You realize how much you're going to fail. I passed, got to sixth form and she was like, I knew you would. And I went, no, you didn't. 
was like, you told me I'd fail, you fucking liar. It was called encouragement, Tom. Yeah, Mrs. Proctor. I see you. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch. I didn't know she was listening to this. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> you know, because a teacher surely should be more encouraging than, than just like telling you that you're going to fucking fail. Anyway, it's reminded me of another fucking hilarious story at school. So in year 10, I met this kid called Chris who brought me out of my shell who made me the person, you know, who discovered the true me because he brought me out, et cetera, et cetera. And I used to be really quiet for years. And I got bullied for fucking years. Anyway, everyone knows this all about that anyway from the how long we've been doing this for now. But in this is in a science class. And my teacher must have been about 150,000 years old. <laughs> and um, she came over, Mrs. Marlowe, who came over, bless her, over in clean. She was like, now, Tom. And she was talking about the pancreas. But when out of her really old face said pancreatic juices, I found it so funny that I actually spat in her face. <laughs> I, you know, when you go like, like, because you find it, yeah, I literally spat all over her face, all over a hundred thousand year old face. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. She went fucking ballistic and threw me out, right? And I was laughing so much. I, I don't know why I couldn't contain it. It was really odd. Anyway. It's the first time I've ever been thrown out of class ever. Year 10, this is. She threw me out of, out of class and was like, come back in when you've calmed down. So I went, okay, that's fine. I'll come back in. So I went outside. I was laughing. Anyway, went back in because I calmed down. She went, get out. I didn't tell you to come back in yet. He went, no, you told me to come in when I calmed down. She went, no, get out. Get out. She's like, I'll tell you when you can come back in. And left me out there for like 15 minutes. I was like, oh, well, that was weird. But yeah, I spat the teacher's face completely by accident. <laughs> First bit of moisture this face has seen in so many years. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I've got all my wrinkles out. What the fuck? <laughs> what have you been swallowing? <laughs> well, oddly enough, that boy that brought me out with shell. No, um. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, Jamie Westwood? Wouldn't you like to know? I do. No, Jamie. <laughs> oh, I did actually want to bring a question to you this week. I, I was wondering. Do you think that anyone actually knows the words to the Macarena? Or they just go, No, unless you've actually looked it up. No, nobody. No nobody one knows them, do they? Because I literally do that as well. Have you actually researched it? Have you actually looked it up? No, I was just genuinely intrigued. I don't know the fucking words. I don't even oh, think because I was just intrigued if anyone actually knew the words or they just do right. that. Okay, okay. Let's hold up on the arse, shall we? Oh, he's going to look up the lyrics. I thought, you actually would have brought, I thought you would actually brought us to the table. Like, no, there wasn't the, a point. Cares. There wasn't a point to the que- to the, the lyrics. It was just, I was wondering, does anyone actually know them? But I'm what not even convinced of people. You know? I have no idea. I'm not even convinced of people that sang it know what the words are. Dale tu cuerpo agaria macarena. Que tu cuerpo es padale agaria y queso buena. Yeah, Dalia no wonder no one knows the words. Is it Portuguese? Possibly. I can't remember who sang it now. Uh, Los Del Rio. That was it. Hey, wow. Los Del Rio. Dalia tu cuerpo que tu cuerpo a sapale de acadilla y queso buena. That's mid as fuck. I want to actually learn that now to do it properly. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Because I was just thinking, me and Becky were talking about, I can't remember what the fuck we're talking about now, but, oh, that's it, Olivia was saying, 
getting me to dance. And she went, now you can do whatever dance you like, Daddy. I was like, thanks. So I started doing the dude love thing with the legs. And then I started doing the Macarena. And it got me thinking, does anyone actually know the words to this song? The answer is no. Uh, but I've just, reset, I just looked it up and I can see why. Unless I, I'm assuming it's Portuguese. I don't think it's Spanish. It's got to be one of the I reckon we should, for next week's episode, we need to actually look at what it is in English and try and sing it. Okay, done. Done. Dose of a deal. Yes. How are you, my friend? What's been going on? I'm very well. I'm not as tired as I should be for five minutes to 11 at night, but there we are. It's all yes, and it's, a, it's a late one. It's a late, it's a late one tonight, one. boys. It's a late one. But yeah, I wasn't feeling great yesterday. I ended up having a day off work, which I fucking hate doing. But yeah, I'm, I'm all right today. 24-hour ting, innit? So, yeah, How is your ass? Um, less chocolate milkshakey today. Which is always good. Lovely. I was yes. wondering which, how you're going to answer that question, to be quite honest with you. So I'm pleased to hear it to us. It's more log based now, less milkshake, more log. Yes, more right. chocolate log, yeah. less chocolate milkshake. Yes. Yum, more yum. Christmas Yuletide, <laughs> less fridge. <laughs> Did it moo when you shit? Meow. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer that. Um, <laughs> that so weird. Have you seen the new fridge advert? No. Where every time he opens it, it goes meh. So he has to shut it again, and then the guy goes, Are "You drinking my fridge?" He's like, "No, no." Meh. <laughs> so then he goes, meh. <laughs> drinks it all. <laughs> Shuts the fridge. And the guy stood there. And he just lets go. And he goes, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking my fridge? No. <laughs> not seen this fucking advert. Weird. I want to now, though. Fucking weird. Oh, not I'm glad they still do fucking weird-ass adverts. Not as good as Tag Team's Geico advert. No, oh, nothing I'll ever be. Nothing ever will be. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, 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 it's, it's a really weird moment, because like, I've got a week off at the moment, and me and Karis are off together. We've never been off together, ever. But like, as in like together, a week off together, we'd never been off together. Hmm. And it, it's kind of odd because we were like, oh my God, week off, we can do whatever we like. It's going to be the fucking best thing ever. We're two days in, three days in, and we're like, so what should we do? <laughs> what, should we, uh, <laughs> what should we do ourselves? This is a bit like, it's, it's quite alien. It's weird. But what's great is not getting up. Yeah, I can imagine. That's like the best thing in the world. We don't have to get up at all. It's just like, ah. Should we go? No, I'm gonna have more sleep. Thank you. Like it's just, it's great. It's fucking great. I go to bed when I want. It's just, it's just magnificent, dude. Like with two weeks to go now, I'm like, oh, come on, hurry up. Yeah, so, but yeah, um, we're going out tomorrow. We've got some interviews coming up. Like it's quite a few busy days now. So uh, these like these first few were like just like waiting, like you know, cool, we're just off, just doing fucking whatever we like. Um, so yeah, but I'll get into that shortly. What's uh, what's your week been like, my friend? What have you been doing with yourself? I'll be honest, I haven't done a lot because I've been working bloody horrible two ten shifts, so I've not really oh. had any time of my life to do anything for myself. But um, most importantly, I will get onto one thing after. But this weekend, I went to see the kids. Harrison and Lara came mm. to stay because it was Lara's eighteenth birthday. But oh, I was wow. working. Becky went out, but so they basically just used the place to crash and do whatever they wanted. Bang. Here you go, have a shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> No. Happy birthday! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Come on, Jay. No, not no. 
I'm not even going to mention them to you anymore. I bet he was saying fucking Macarena. <laughs> well, like a hello when I hear you, Macarena. <laughs> Such an <laughs> Shut the fuck up right now. You want you want to laugh so much I can see it. It's not in your face. How much you want to laugh at that? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Sorry, on Sunday as well, we went out for food for my friend Vicky's birthday, which I think the food that I ate there led into yesterday. So ah, yay! Where'd you go? Uh, just a pub down the roof of my house. We've been tons of times, never had any issues, but I was the only person that felt like crap afterwards. Oh, that ginger's uh, back again. <laughs> and, there yeah, you go. and I had chicken, so ah. probably what it was. At least that's what I'm guessing anyway. But the most important thing I did last week, and I hate to rub this one in your face, as unfortunately you were unable to go, I went to see our friends at Defex, and they were fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm sorry. But no, it All was... Right. It was incredible. Obviously, you're like, oh, we chatted to them. They're going to recognise me. They're going to know me. And then I was thinking, no, they're not. They're so busy. They're doing loads of things. And literally stood outside. Harry walked past us. I went, hi, Harry. And he went, hey, it's you. He gave me a big hug. And we were chatting for ages. I walked through the door, saw a man with a black backwards cap on. And I went, oh, look, he's wearing a black baseball cap. He turned around, looked at me and goes, hey, it's you. And gave me a big hug. And we were stood there chatting for ages with Tony. The show was phenomenal. Four bands on in total. Um, why is my main mind gone blank on the name of the band? Rebecca Raptors, Raptors, yes, phenomenal support band. They were so good. Um, there was a band called Yikes who were literally that. The lead singer, I'm pretty certain, did every drug under the planet before he got up on stage. He walked on with matching suit. Like, imagine if Seth Rollins went to Primark instead of somewhere else to get his nice snazzy suit. Oh, uh, okay. And wearing white gloves. And he was just like, sunglasses on indoors. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 to sing. It was weird. But their drummer, I want him as a pet because he was the most energetic man I've ever seen in my life. I was just fascinated with him. I was just watching him. He's just like, and he's proper like Lars Ulrich face in it. He's like, I was just absolutely enamoured with the guy. I was just staring at him for their entire set. And the other band, I just remember the name, was Insurgents, and they were fucking great. Female lead singer, my kind of music. I absolutely loved them. They were really, really good. Absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, Defects headlined the show, obviously. I was front row for it, and they were just incredible. And the songs they were playing, obviously, the ones they haven't released, I need that goddamn album. They are so good. Like, on par, all of the songs, just, yeah. Uh. And I got myself a little T-shirt as well, which is very nice. Yeah, just an incredible night. I don't want to say anything, because obviously you're going to see them, but there is one something I want to tell you, so... Mm. Can I tell you? Yeah. No, no, because they're going to be playing soon, aren't they? So... And it's not... I can't say it. For fuck's sake. <clears throat> but yeah, so, yeah, they'll be playing. They've cancelled the rest of the tour, haven't they? So, yeah. Due to health issues, so... As it, it's just, of course it'll be as soon as it gets to the Cardiff show and that was game over. It's typical, isn't it? It's like, God fucking damn. You might as well tell me. Basically, when I was talking to Tony beforehand, he was like, mate, if I remember, I'll make no promises, but I'll make sure that I give you guys a shout out and like tell people to go check you out. And he was saying, like, since he did our show, Harry has told me he people keep asking him to hear the sound clips of Tony's voice notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing and Tony's been asked a tons of times about wheels on the bus <laughs> so when we play when they 
played the show right at the end, he looked right at me and went, shit, and he went, and by the way, before we go, for this guy right here, the wheels on the bus go. And you got the whole crowd to shout round and round. I was like, fuck, I wish I had that recorded. I was like, thank you so much, Tony. That was incredible. That is magnificent. The fact he remembered and did that was absolutely superb. Like, I love uh, though that people have been like enamoured with our interview. That's incredible. I, that from the bottom of my heart to everybody that listens to that, thank you so much. Like, yeah. It means everything. It really does. That you know we do this on a, on, a, on the regular, uh, and that people watch and, and enjoy it and stuff like that. Like this is what is exactly why we do this because yep. we like people. Yeah, to, you know, for everyone to chill out, check it out, watch it, enjoy. And they said know, that's some great feedback. Really? They said they've had great feedback from that interview saying that, you know, people really enjoyed it. So, oh, speech proud. Oh, what a moment. They're oh, proud. That's incredible. That is incredible. That is, yeah, amazing. I love it. Phenomenal. Anyway, uh, watching boys, just been watching the usual weekly programs. Did it, was She Hawk finale the week before? Or was that this week? It was a week before. I can't remember. Either way, that was fucking awesome. Anyway, like just just amazing bit of trolling, just beautiful. Uh, anyway, but other than the weekly stuff, I've been carrying on with my Halloween marathon. I've watched another four horror films. I'm getting for them. I've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new version. Really good. I really enjoyed that. Very brutal. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Jason Takes Manhattan. One of the most ridiculous horror movies I've ever watched in my life. Literally, Jason punches a man's head off of his shoulders. Superb. Uh, uh, I, I watched Scream 5, the most recent one. That's an hour and a half of my life I ain't getting back. That was fucking dire. That was awful. I'd heard it was good. It was terrible. And then I watched Halloween Ends, the brand new Halloween movie. <sighs> the best way I've been able to describe this is I enjoyed it. I had a great time watching it. I will happily watch it again but it is not what I wanted from that movie. And it was the shittest end to a franchise ever. They find it in the franchise. That's yeah. a lie. You know Which sounds so contradictory in what I just said, but it's true. I really enjoyed it for what it was, but it's not what I wanted from the last Halloween movie. Is it Michael in the last like 10 minutes? That's it. He's in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. You see him a couple of times for out and then he's right at the end. You just sort of shoehorn him in. Yeah. It's not, that whole movie should just have been Laurie and Michael. That's it. It wasn't the ending I wanted. But as a film, really enjoyed it. Absolutely great. One of the most brutal fucking killings I've ever seen in my life in a film. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Just not what I wanted. As my favourite horror franchise, it made me a little bit sad. I'm not going to lie. Fair. Anyway, what about you? What have you been up to, busy boy over there? I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't really say busy boy, to be quite honest with you. I've been Rihanna in a lot. And obviously, like I said... Um, we got uh, the week off together this week, so um, I had Friday off work. Um, we haven't interviewed yet. We haven't. We're, we're about to. This is what we're about to be doing uh, this week. Um, so we haven't interviewed. It's been reanimating a lot, and then just been spending a lot of time with uh, with Keris. Um, I feel like we went somewhere on Sunday. No, we didn't. She did. Um, as far as she went to babysit, so Sunday I binged AEW with WWE to my heart's content. Um, just got to extreme rules, so I'm uh, I'm halfway through, and uh, I'm actually enjoying it. I think it's quite a decent pay per view so far. Like you can really see the difference now. Like WWE, I'm finding so much easier to watch. It's really weird how I used to really struggle 
and mm. now I'm like, oh, it's the main event. Fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, I've heard really good things about it. Um, AEW though, and I just need an acclaimed T-shirt. I just need, I just need the acclaimed in my. I, I when I first started watching AEW back in March, I was like, oh god, I'm not really a big fan. Like the rapping, you know, it's very John Cena. I was like, oh, I'm not a big fan. As soon as Billy Gunn joined them and they called him Daddy Ass and the whole, now I'm like obsessed, the whole season be daddy. And obviously <laughs> they're not allowed to make that t-shirt. Um, it's called the forbidden, oh, season me daddy is not yeah. an official AW t-shirt. Oh, it's the okay. forbidden t-shirt. They're not allowed to make it because of what it says, because of context. Yeah, That's yeah. very, yeah. So AW have gone, no, make Etsy, you can do what you like, but we're not making it. So they've made that lush, um, acclaimed AEW every Wednesday with the A as the scissors. Oh, mate, it's beautiful. Um, but I think Karis is going to punch me in the face if I sing Oh, Scissor Me Daddy one more time. <laughs> like, I'm just obsessed. So every time I have AEW on and that I hear that music for the acclaimed, I'm 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 going nuts. And I watched the National Scissoring Day from two weeks ago. It was one of the greatest segments I've ever seen in my life. I am not joking. It's fu- if you haven't seen the National Season Day segment, Jamie, you need to YouTube it or go and watch it <laughs> because it's fucking excellent. From the eighth of October, Dynamite. It's the anniversary episode. Just go oh, and watch right. it on ITV Player. For it's one of the greatest <laughs> promos of all time. It just, I'm just listening to you say this. Obviously, I know what you're on about, but I'm just thinking if there's people listening to this or watching this who have no idea anything about AEW wrestling. They must be wondering what sort of sordid, weird shit you watch. It's <laughs> a me, daddy ass. <laughs> Anthony Bowens actually saw my story when I put that on Instagram. That may just made my life a little bit. I was just a little bit complete inside. Um, it's just the great. It's the greatest thing that's over at the moment in any industry. Like it's just everyone is losing their fucking mind for it. It's the so, fact that it's over is just insane. <laughs> Everyone had scissor section uh, signs like all over the venue. There were people with massive scissors like that. Um, and Billy Gunn gives Bowens this, this like national, like these massive golden scissors. And he's like, yeah, and runs around and goes, don't run with scissors. It's really funny. Anyway, <laughs> it, you just have to watch it. It's fucking excellent on so many levels. It's AW, National Scissoring Day, and you're set for the next 20 minutes of just pure gold. I should check um, you out. Oh, Jamie. Yeah. Um, so then we, so I've been watching a lot of wrestling. Um, yesterday, I was obviously meant to go and see defects. Obviously, unfortunately, due to health issues, they've had to cancel the rest of the tour. Um, so Cardiff and Liverpool, unfortunately, were cancelled. So I'm gutted. I was yeah. so excited. I shaved my head. I shaved my beard. I shaved my nose. I made sure I was all ready, <laughs> ready to go. I picked my outfit out. I just, I'm a proper loser, but I don't care. Um, because I wanted to make a bit of a you know, be like, it's just great to see the guys out. And I've been out in ages. Um, and then unfortunately they cancelled at half past three yesterday afternoon, and I was like, bollocks. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things, isn't it? They're, they're gonna come back, it's fine. fine. So me and Keris watched Sonic the Hedgehog 2 instead. Oh, I fucking love that film. What a movie. <laughs> what a, I just loved it. Absolutely. <laughs> Jim Carrey, just every time it's like, I just want to marry the man. Um <laughs> Just so funny. The whole thing was that Idris Elba's knuckles. Oh, magnifique. Yeah, this way he doesn't get anything. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, so really excited for the third one. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be Shadow. Shadow. That's gonna be so 
Yeah. Um, it's just that, that opening scene with um, Dr. Robotnik and the mushrooms. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. And Stone. Yes. Oh, it's just so good. Um, then we finished She-Hulk. Completely yeah. finished it. That ending is mag. And Karis is like, I don't get it. And I was like, yeah. So I explained it. She's like, ah, oh, okay. So clever. So clever. Really well done. Really well done. Um, love that, obviously, Daredevil's in it. That just completed it even more so. Um, we're on episode four of season nine of 24. So we've almost finished completely. We've got eight Ooh. episodes to go and it's done. It's complete. It's finale. It's finitoed. How you enjoying um, this stuff you've never seen before? It's a, It's not grabbing me as much as it did. I don't know if it's British. I think that's probably what's causing it to be for me to be a bit, bit odd because mm. the villains are like, "Hey, how's your father, mate? Yeah, druggies in it." Like, oh no, it's just a bit cringe. Mm. I don't like it. Give me real American villains that used, to, you know, that they had in the in the previous series. Not fucking. All right, mate. How's it going? Yeah, apples and pears in it. Nah, not no. Sorry, it's not believable. Why is the portrayals um, of us Brits on American TV also shit? It is set in London, but it, yeah, just mm, mm, the main villain's phenomenal, fantastic. Um, I could tell you because it doesn't spoil anything. It's fucking um, the Stark mum from Game of Thrones. Oh. Um, uh, Catelyn Stark, but I don't know the actress's name. Yes, yeah, yeah. something fairly, something fairly. Hmm. Um, her name is. Yeah, she's the main villain. Um, fucking fantastic. She's great, like really good. Um, and oh, it's worth us. Um, it's not really a spoiler anyway because she's not in any previous series. So, yeah. um, and then today we went to Caldecott Castle, which is really nice, and crashed a wedding by accident. <laughs> I was going to ask. I saw your status. I was like, what? Karis was like, we're going for a walk around Codicott Castle for an hour or so. Just get us out of the house. Like, yeah, that'd be great. Mate, the castle's amazing. Like, we went up in proper, like, proper towers where the cannons used to be and shit and arches. I was like, this is fucking sick. I could look over the little holes. I was like, I was like, me fair lady doth bequeath thine thighs upon me. Um I was talking as much as much ye old English as I could. It was hilarious. We had so much Doth fun. Doth bequeath thine thighs upon me. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just made it up because it just sounded old. Um, <laughs> so we're like messing around in there and like we're going up all the towers. They're really narrow and the stairs are really fucking steep. Mm. Obviously, Keris Bless is so small. So she was like struggling. I was like, la la la. Um, <laughs> having to like duck under everything because everything was so fucking low. Um, and she was just like trying to get up the stairs like, um, but then there was a massive wedding in the middle. We were like, "Oh!" So we like walked up to this tower, walked in to the massive banquet they had going on, like the disco. We're like, "Hey, yeah!" Fuck! How much it cost to get married there? Jesus! I mean, the castle's not very big, so I don't. I don't know. To be honest, um, get married in a castle. That's pretty sick, though, to be fair. So that was lush. We had so much fun down there. Um, and then my dad and my stepmom came to visit for a night, which was really uh, not normal. Like, it's never happened. So I was a bit like, I didn't mean that. Like a, <laughs> I was going to you going to go, it is a bit shit. Be... <laughs> it just really 
throw me. If I'm honest. I was a bit like my dad texted me. He's like, I'm going to come down with 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 Donna to come see. Her. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, what do you want for dinner? He goes, I'm paying. And I was like, no, no, dad, it's fine. We'll go and do it. He goes, no, 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 no. Well, if you're going to put food in, I'm paying. Or if we're going out, I'm paying. I was like, dad, I don't want you to do that. I'd rather. He goes, no, no, no. I'm not. So I was like, fuck, okay. Well, I can't shake you. So we went to a restaurant called Smoked over the river. Hmm. Jamie, I've never eaten so much meat in my life. Fuck me. I am full. <laughs> I'm sat in, I drink that water going like, oh, Jesus. Um, but I had tray three. Cheese and jalapeno sausage that was like fucking massive. Loads of pulled pork, rib and brisket. And the, but the brisket was like, like, uh, and I ate the whole thing. And I was like, <laughs> meat sweats. Yeah. And my dad went, I can't finish my ribs. Son. And, but he had like half a cow. So I was like, <laughs> they brought his ribs. I was like, fuck dad. I'm just killed cat. I'm just killed cow and back. And I go like, boom, there you go. Like, Jesus. But my God, it was delish. And he was like, I can't finish it. Have me after for lunch tomorrow. So I got that in my fridge. And then, we, then I had a white chocolate waffle with white chocolate sauce and white chocolate ice cream after. Oh. Um, and my step and Donna had, had a chocolate orange mousse. Um, she couldn't finish hers. I smashed mine while Karis was also from the side being like, I don't want any dessert. I just want to eat yours. Yeah. Um, it's always the way. And then Donna was like, I can't finish it. Okay, so I smashed that as well. <laughs> and now I'm like... So when I came home and I was like, you're going to have to give me 30. Like, I can't, I, I, I can't breathe, move, <laughs> talk, sneeze, or hear anything. <laughs> I love and hate that feeling. It's like, oh, that was a good meal, but now I am really, really oh, was, paying for it. Jamie, it was, I'm going to have to take that. It was just like, I have a cow. Like, oh. oh I was going to say, so was brilliant. it literally just meat? Was it like, yeah, no. It's called smoked. It's a smoked barbecue place. So there's like no sides, no vegetables oh, of any kind. Like, salads and stuff, yeah, but it's just pure meat, basically. Or you can have, like, burgers um, or wings. They do unlimited wings on a Wednesday. Oh, yes, I'm going to get me some buffalo in my face. It's like 20 quid for unlimited wings. Yes. Unlimited wings. Please. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty damn good night, to be fair. Uh, and now here we are. We have two here interviews to conduct this week. Yeah, we uh, do. and it's the wonderful other house birthday on Saturday. So yeah, and uh, we've got some we've got some busy weekends. We've got a lot of catching up to do next week. A hundred percent. But now we are caught up. Shall we hear from our wonderful, wonderful Canadian friend? Let's do it. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, the Chronicles at checkout. Oh, boy. Oh. Will always be the greatest advert of all time. I know I love Real Men of Genius, but that will always be one of my favorite adverts ever. Braden Barry doing what he does best, being a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Not singing so beautifully. Being a fucking idiot. <laughs> yep, and that's why I love him so. Yep. But Jamie. Yes, sir. We move on to the next segment. Everyone's favourite segment. Definitely mine. It's time for Callum Street Chains. Yeah, it is. 
Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. So, Callum returns once again to treach the world about all the beautiful little things that go through his wonderful little brain. No, it's not little. Massive brain, should I say. Massive brain. Since he's currently bulking at the moment, I'm like, Callum, do you need to bulk anymore? You're fucking massive already. <laughs> nope, it's bulking season. Like, fuck. Um, <laughs> if you know him on a personal level and watch his Instagram stories, if you saw him lifting his weights earlier, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Anyway, let's get, should we get started? Oh, yeah. Jamie Westwood. Yes, sir. What is Callum treating us this week? In the Northern Hemisphere, winter is the only season that occurs twice a year. Wait, wait, what? How does it occur twice? How can, what? Huh? Really? Right. Is that true? We all know I'm shit at geography here, so come on, you're not helping me here. Because the southern hemisphere is opposite to us, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm going to rely on you for brains because I'm shit. I can't work that out. <laughs> Luke. Luke, you're going to have to tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can't work it out. What are we, in the, are we in the northern hemisphere? Yeah. Okay, do we? Right, okay. So, <laughs> Jamie, there's a thing called the equator, right? Yeah, and that's right. the middle of the world. Okay. The northern part's up here, and the southern okay. part's down here, yeah? Yeah, I gathered that, yeah, I know. So you've got South Africa, Australia, Argentina, like South America, or the New Zealand, and up here you've got us, America, um, Europe, etc. double-checking, because I'm... I, I'm, I'm, I'm answering your question, that's all I was doing. I was just answering your fucking question. But I'm trying to think, is it time zone-based? But it can't be time zone-based, because it's a season. Do we have winter twice? <laughs> Saying that, is Christmas time classed as winter? It is, yes. Isn't it? But I'm trying to think, is it because the global warming and everything's fucked? So we just have winter and summer now and nothing else? Is it because it crosses over from December into January? So it's at the start of the year and then it's at the end of the year? I mean, it's logical. You, Colin, to the first time I've been really <laughs> stumped us here. Like, we're a bit like, what the fuck is going on? This is meant to be a comedy show, and you come in with your knowledgeable treachings and, and make us look fucking dumb. Yeah, I'm trying, I just, I can't work it out. That's the only thing I can think of is because if it crosses over from December into January. Yeah, because it's December, January, February, isn't it? Yeah. Or is so, it November, January, December, January? So, yeah, it'd be twice in the year. No, spring's, spring's March. So, it's got to be December, January, February. So that's so it's got to be because it's yeah. So I'm assuming winter must be a different. Yeah, you must be spot on. Yeah, because December then January so into the next year. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the only way it can make sense. We cracked it. Yes, you nailed it, Jamie Westwood. You fucking nailed it. And you said you're the idiot. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I am, but still, I'm going to take the win. (laughs) Already got there. So yes, Callum, it does occur twice a year because it's in the end of one, the start of the other. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're looking for more pathetic and stupid. Let's move on. <laughs> what is Callum treating us this week? Schools punish you for skipping school by making you miss more school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really yeah, good point. That's so good. That is so fucking good. 
If anything, really, they should make you stay over or something like that to make up the yeah. time you've missed. Is that what detention's for? Is that the yeah. whole point of that? Like, what's happened since we left? Because now, obviously, parents can't take kids out now. If you take them on holiday, you get punished, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You get, like, fined and shit. Like, what the ass is that all about? Yeah, if you take them out of school for holidays and stuff, you can get fined. Yeah, we can have COVID where, you know, you can go back. No, you can't. Now only year one can go back. Now, no, you can't go back at all. Maybe year three on their own. Now you can't go back at all. Now all of you can go back. You're all dead. So you got COVID. Now fucking go home. Like, what? Maybe we should find them for that shit. Well, to be fair, the guy that made those ridiculous rules was fucked up anyway. So. Although apparently they, apparently his own party won him back. That's quite funny. Oh, don't even, let's not even venture let's, into Let's that not get absolute, into that rule, no. Absolute clusterfuck of what the actual ass is going on right now, because we're all just going to die, mate. That's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, it's such a weird concept now of how it's like, <laughs> you can't take your kids that year, but if I'm going to go on holiday, well, that's not my problem. I'll find you for school it. Holidays. I kind of yeah. get it. It's what school holiday times are designed for. I, I get it. When every fucker else is going as well. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. What, what if you've got a wedding or a funeral or, right? Mm. Is there exemptions for that? I'd imagine there is for funerals. I don't know about weddings. I'd imagine there is for I just, I just think it's a bit shit. It's a bit much. Yeah. Like, surely it's down to the parents and what they want to do rather than, you know, everyone's going to have an education. But... I could see as as higher education, you've got to fucking pay even more money for it. So they're denying you further education, yet school time, they're telling you you should stay. Like, fuck off. Excuse me, that food's come back on my mouth. Repeating <laughs> oh, myself. Oh, <laughs> the rest oh. of this episode will be sponsored by Meat Burps. Yes. Yum, yum, yum. All that meaty, meaty goodness, Jamie Westwood. Nom, but nom. Callum, you're not wrong. They do, which is no, a weird. Yeah. Really yeah. weird concept, and actually made me more <laughs> You've angry. You've been skipping than school. You are suspended. Huh? <laughs> it makes no sense. Do you know what the people? I, I, the people I never understood were the ones that were off sick or whatever, and then went back and went, "What homework did I miss?" <laughs> Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would you want to go and have give yourself more work? Yeah. No, I don't get that one. I used to hate when you had to when you had English class and you had to build a model of something from a book and then talk about it in front of everyone. Oh no! What's that got to do with English? Shut it up. was a scene from *Of Mice and Men*. Oh, I think *Of Mice and Men* was like the GCSE project we were doing, and then we had to build a model of the house or a model of some scene and then talk about it in front of everybody what we thought it all meant and that sort of thing. And I was like, "Nah, can you tell me what taxes mean and like what you know." <laughs> What, what wages are, et cetera. And maybe you're going to be some proper education rather than let's read this book and now define what this book means. Either the author has already given you a definition of said book, yet you must make up your own mind. Yep. Really? I'm making well, the thinking... too serious. No, but <laughs> when you think about it, a lot of the stuff you learn in school is a bit of bollocks, isn't it, really? Like, Unless you want to go into that. Never I think we should get it. more... No, we should get more decision on what we want to do. English, math and science, yeah, fine. They want... That's the curriculum, whatever, that's fine. But I used to do RE. I didn't. Thank I, fuck. Huh? I didn't. Thank fuck. I used to do a short course in RE. I couldn't give a shit about religion. I'm an atheist. I don't care. Like, I don't believe that's my prerogative. That's my opinion. Like, f- there's people in Cardiff fucking High Street that are walking around being like, Jesus loves you. Does he fuck? I don't even know who he is. He's, he's not even real. Stop believing in imaginary people. I was four. 
Like, fuck me, grow uh-oh, up. Uh-oh, Tom's on one. Tom's on one. Sorry. Abort. Anyway. Abort. <laughs> and finally, Jamie, what is Callum treating us this fucking week? It's hard to imagine evil people brushing their teeth, putting on their pyjamas, and then getting into bed. <laughs> I've got this image of Putin. I take over you, Clyde, but first I must brush teeth. Oh, I'm a little bit sleepy. I'll take over you, Clyde, tomorrow, yes? I have sleep. I rest with God next to me and listen to tunes, yes. <laughs> it's, oh, God. He's so right, though. Like, yeah. Like, we were all terrified of Bin Laden, for example, back in the day. Hitler. Could you imagine? I mean, Hitler, yeah. Could you imagine them just brushing their teeth, getting ready for bed, just tucking themselves in, reading a book? I just can't imagine oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's Colgate and Ted Gucci. But Hitler at his toothpaste, didn't he? Yeah, he probably did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's mintiness, is sehr gut, ja. Das ist richtig. Oh, yeah, I listened to some Frank Sinatra whilst bombing France. <laughs> I invent Poland after listen to wonderful chills. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, obviously, you know, me and Becky have been watching The Crown and they show bits where Elizabeth and Prince Philip are getting ready for bed. I'm like, this is so fucking weird. Like, this is not something I've ever imagined. Like, it's just weird. To but they are see. humans too. Right? I know, just, but it's... It's like even seeing you see him watching TV. I'm like, yeah, it's weird to think the Queen sits and watches TV. <laughs> but why is it weird? I don't know, but it is, isn't it? I get what you, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Like... <laughs> <laughs> even like celebrities and people you admire, like musicians, for example, like Kiss are my favourite band in the world. The idea of Gene Simmons sat there watching TV and eating a bowl of cornflakes is so fucking weird to me. He's a human is being. It? I meant second. I've had a video of Paul Stanley at a basketball game, and this guy runs up to him his face on TikTok with his phone. And he goes, "Hey man, what do you do for a living?" He's like, "I'm a rock and roll singer." And he goes, "Awesome!" and runs off. And he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really funny. Um, but yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? You don't, you never think of like these people that have caused mass genocide and like Trump. <laughs> he probably just fucking ejaculates all over his own face, doesn't he, before he goes to sleep. Oh, yes, I am I am winning. I am fucking amazing. Like, it's literally... Like perfect moisturiser, rubber rain yeah. skin. I am winning. You don't know what winning is? Like, I'm totally winning right now. I'm covered in my own fucking cum. You know how much that makes? That's, that's like, that's worth like five million. That's worth five million right there. I'm winning his life. I tell you what, Trump, why just die? <laughs> And he, he, he did the, the world a complete fucking favour. Oh, I love the fact he's no longer on social media. No one ever hears from him anymore. It's beautiful. It's just magnificent, isn't it? <laughs> I I watched I was watching Gogglebox recently, and um, it was when he was still president. And when he got you know when he got COVID, but then he went out in the car and waved at everybody from the car. Oh yeah. And everyone was like, oh yeah, he's actually fine, hooray! And then when he got let out of hospital and his return to the White House was on this massive fucking chopper and he made it like a proper action movie and he's all around it and it's like and then you, the end of the, the end of the clip is him stood at the White House saluting the chopper as it flies off into the distance like fuck off oh, I, I know I just you might as well be stood there naked just jacking yourself off all over the garden I am I just love myself so much probably I, has done that let's be honest 
Wait, it's a very you know serious angry treatise this week. From us, not Callum. I'm so sorry, Callum, that we completely butchered your segment there by just being livid throughout the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the school system. Fuck Boris Johnson. Well, not Boris Johnson, Donald Trump. Oh, fucking both. Fucking both, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But that was a great addition. That was a great addition. And we appreciate and love your treatings ever so much. They make us so happy on a weekly basis. And I love that you love being a part of the podcast. So, yeah, that was a little bit mind-blowing, I'm not going to lie. That's me like, (laughs) what do you mean it's twice a year? Um, But still, it's time for Tom's Journal. Yeah, it is. Read to me. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. So, Jamie. Yes, sir. Growing up. Right, is realising you no longer get praise for eating food. <laughs> a toddler eats three chicken nuggets and gets sweets as a reward. I eat 40 chicken nuggets and all I get is depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. So, <laughs> right. I want to eat 40 chicken nuggets, man. This was a food review. From someone who ordered a Chinese, okay? Okay. Food quality, five stars out of five. Delivery time, one star out of five. Restaurant service, one star out of five. Do you want me to read the review, Jamie? Uh, you're going to have to, no. There's some words in here that make me, make me really sick and angry inside, but I'll do them just because it's what's written in this review now, okay? Oh, God, okay. Ordered my scran at half seven. Oh. It's half past nine. I'm still waiting. Should have put my order in last Friday. Might have come by now. Starting to think China Delight is actually in China and not Prescott. Are they cooking my salt and pepper chicken by living next to a high wattage light bulb? Are they frying my rice by the grain? Peeling the spuds with a pencil sharpener? Fuming as well, because I had a white magnum in the freezer for my afters. But that's gone already, because I'm obviously fucking hungry. <laughs> I ran out to find out what was happening in my food, and I was on hold for five minutes while they were looking for my order, which isn't great. I think I'm starting to hallucinate a little bit as well now. The ca- now... The couch is beginning to look like a spring roll. I just want curry sauce coursing through my veins. Is that too much to ask? It's the worst Friday of my life. <laughs> First, he deserves it for referring to it as scram. Fuck says word scram. That makes me angry. Yeah, it makes yeah. me very angry. But other than that, I absolutely I love that. Are they cooking my salt, pepper, chicken eggs, or high wattage light bulb? That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Boiling my rice by the grain. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Chinese then. Carrie's just choosing it for a New Year's meal. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if we want Chinese, maybe if they have a Chinese, I'll see what I probably have an Indian, but we'll see. Uh, right now, I can't even fucking think of food right now. I feel so <laughs> full. But Jamie, this actually went through my head a little bit. My, you know, this is a great question, I think, that's been asked here. Okay. Jamie, what if dogs think that when we leave them, we just go for proper long walks? Because mm. they don't understand the concept of jobs and all they know about the outside world is walks. So they just think we choose to leave them to go and have fun. Am I overthinking? I think I need a minute. <laughs> That's so cute and adorable and sad. What do you oh. think? <laughs> well, poor dogs. Oh, because they obviously have no concept of <laughs> oh, what no. humans really do other than that they love us to death and that when we go outside, they go walking. Oh. So, so yeah, that's sad still... now. <laughs> I'll give all the dogs the fuss. <laughs> oh, dogs are the fucking best. We don't deserve them. Yeah. 
If Keris wasn't allergic, we'd have loads in there by now. So, by the age of 30, you should... Oh, God, here we go. ...know that ghosts don't actually live in your basement, and you have become extremely good at running up the stairs once you shut the lights off downstairs so that the ghost in your basement doesn't get you. (laughs) I love that, that's amazing. Speaking of going up the stairs in the dark, random question. Do you always find the last step unnerving because you can't see where it is? I mean, I haven't got stairs, so I don't, I can't really, I used to hate it because obviously there's always, sometimes always windows by the stairs and then there's like trees outside flipping. Mm. So when you're running like, fuck, because you see the shadow of the tree like playing in the wind and just shits you up a little bit. But yeah, I know what you mean. And (laughs) you always feel safer when you get to the top. Yeah. Same with the bottom one as well. You're like, oh, am if I take my footstep too far, am I even at the bottom? Am I going to tumble and break my neck? Oh, oh no, I'm fine. Here's the bottom. Oh, I'm safe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, weirdly, this is from the treachings earlier. It, went, it links into the second treach. Okay. My daughter asked me why she can't just quit school. And I told her it's against the law. And I put me in jail. And my sweet, sweet child looked me in the eye and said... I'll visit you. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a kid that wants to get out of school. Yeah, fucking right. I don't care if you're arrested, father. I want out. (laughs) This really made me fucking laugh, okay? okay? This was a sign that a farmer had put on his gate by his field. It says, do not cross this field unless you can do it in nine seconds (laughs) because the bull can do it in ten. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's amazing. That's an actual sign on someone's foot. That's fucking incredible. That's amazing. Could you imagine? Can I run that in nine seconds? No, probably not. But Jack Hill's attempted it. I was going to say, there's someone who's going to want to find out, isn't there? That shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah, no, I don't even like cows, let alone fucking bulls. Look at that. <laughs> mm, creepy fuckers. Um, these two dogs just started barking at my dog, and I couldn't let them be outnumbered, so I started barking too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do that when the dog's like barking at me for a window. I look at literally look back and start barking because it's just. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why I'm a bit weird. That's. I mean, fair enough. Why not? You just hear a dog barking. You see him in the window. Go, I just look back and go. Buff, buff, walk up again. I said to go. All right then. No worries. Uh, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> what if the dog equivalent of you? There we are. It's the last entry of the journal I have because it was, okay. just, it was slim pickings this week, Jamie. There's more than um, I it was. I came out of Asda this morning and there was a woman crying her eyes out. She'd lost all her holiday money. I felt so sorry for her, so I gave her 50 quid. I don't usually do that kind of thing. But I just found two grand in Asda car park. <laughs> I like that. Oh, it's fucking excellent. Fucking excellent. (laughs) Now, that was another edition of Tom's Journal. So, 
because I've run out of entries, basically, uh, which is the first time this has ever happened I know, yeah. in the history of journaling. Uh, Jamie, the game I had in mind was I wanted to bring American football teams to you and see if you can guess what they are called if I gave you the state. Okay. Um, but then the other idea I had was that, obviously, there's four sports in America with three letters. Uh, NFL, NHL, yeah. Yeah. NBL. Nope. NFL, NHL. N- What's the baseball one? Is it, is it NBL? ML- MLB. MLB. I said NBL. I was so close. And hockey, baseball, football, basketball. Um, fuck, what's the basketball one called? The NBA. NBA, <laughs> that's it. Jesus Christ. Oh, we are going to struggle here then. I don't do sports. <laughs> no, I know you don't. That's why I thought it would be really funny. So I thought that you'd have at least... You'd have at least four options for each place. Okay. And I remember that basketball have got other states that don't participate in football, etc. So it could be a bit of fun. Okay, um, what are you doing to me? So I was basically I was gonna say I was gonna give you a state <laughs> and yeah. you tell me what you think their their name is and what sport they play. Oh, and I just thought it'd be a little bit of fun. And I wanted cards to be like, here's the logo, here's the logo. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I didn't get time, I didn't get time to actually go. Okay. Here's the logo. Obviously, leaving Pittsburgh Steelers out because obviously you already know full well who they are. So, if I was to give you just a, just for, just as a little example, now we'll play it properly next week. Just as a little example, if I was to say Washington, who would you say? Redskins. You can't say that anymore. They're, they're oh, shit, they changed anymore. it, didn't they? Fuck, they changed it. I only know that because of South Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, why? that's why. I don't even know what they're called anymore. So they're called the Commanders now. Oh, okay. And they play football, but I'm pretty sure I don't know who their baseball team is and etc. And that's why I wanted the research myself so I could have a look and see what they're all called. But yeah, and obviously they play American football. So I just thought it'd be a little bit of fun. Do you remember the video of the kid of the dad? And he's like, What are they called? And he goes, New York, like Sabres or something. Like, no. <laughs> I think remember I remember that's video. I think so. Yeah, and you're like, you should do this to me. He was like, actually, that's quite a good idea. Yes, I do remember this now, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I thought next week, if I don't get much in the journal, that I will play a little game of... Um, I look forward to that. ...team, where they come from. Yeah? I look forward to this. This should be interesting. Okay. See how thick I really am. <laughs> the other thought I had was maybe to have, like, kids' theme songs played down the, phone, down the microphone and see if you can guess what TV show it is. I thought that'd be quite fun as well from like the nineties and noughties, but like Ooh, really random. Fun. Really that random. Should we do that instead? We'll do that instead. Ooh, I like both of them. I like both okay. of them. We're gonna we're gonna play theme songs of not very popular TV shows from last from the nineties and noughties that were okay. on kids TV that you know that'd be good fun. So we'll do that instead. Cool, okay. lovely, I perfect. Amazing. So sorry about that, guys. We're just a bit of brainstorming randomly out of nowhere. <laughs> should we bring in the piece to resistance? I think we definitely should. Let's bring in that Yorkshire piece. Welcome to the Bloody Chronicles of Jetski. We sit down with Charles Fitzgerald, the bloody singer from fucking Jetski. Absolute fucking champion band, if you ever listen to them. You really should, <laughs> really should check them bad boys out, I tell thee. I tell that fucking bloody tell thee. Absolutely wonderful, isn't it, Jamie? Oh, the absolute bloody champion, like you said. Absolutely magnificent, you could say. Got brand new single out, Joey and Zoe. 
Yeah, it's good. It's really good. I mean, if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't checked out Jet Ski, if you haven't listened to their song, you you just need them in your life. Massive, big up shout out to Jasmine at the Noise Cartel for setting this bad boy up. It was just so much fun. Like they they are delivering. They are delivering at the moment, and we are hopefully doing the same back in uh, yeah, in kind. Uh, as it were, but this is one of my favorite interviews. Again, this is a great conversation. It just had so much fun. It was. This was so much fun. It's amazing to learn about bands that you're not all that familiar with. You know, we're not a shiny mitten. The noise cartel offered us and we'll check them out. And went, yep, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll have these. These are superb. And you get annoyed with yourself for never hearing these bands before because they are awesome. You just put them on, you instantly feel happy. You're having a little head jig. I was writing the questions for this interview while listening to them dancing away. It's just absolutely superb. And as I said, got a brand new single out, Joey and Zoe. And today, the day this episode drops, they have a brand new EP out and we cannot recommend you go check it out enough. They are absolutely incredible. You really need to go check out Jetski. Like Jamie said, for the family, the new EP is out right now. So if you haven't listened to it yet, get it in your ears right now. We'll wait. Did you dance? I bet you don't. Did you enjoy it? Was it great? Was it fun? Oh, did you do it? Did it suit you? So it suit you. So. Um, <laughs> oh, you loved it, didn't you? So, oh, yes, you did. Oh, oh. Um, oh, I did them with some fast show. Uh, but guys, this is a great, and uh, there are some major tangents in here. Oh, we yeah. might talk about Jason Derulo. Um, <laughs> so we Jason might talk about rappers. Derulo. Um, and a weird one hour YouTube video on YouTube just just seeing his name. So, yeah, you need to check this interview out. We hope that you've really enjoyed this. Jamie, yes, sir. Any final words? Just a massive thank you to Charles. Thank you for coming and sitting down and talking to us. This genuinely was so much fun. I enjoyed this so much. People, you are going to love this one, and you're especially going to love finding out where they got their name from. Oh, yippity yeah. <laughs> Charles, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with my friend. We've really thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. We look forward to coming to you live sometime soon and we'll come and sit down with all the boys and we'll give everybody what they want, a full jet ski interview with every single member. Uh, it's going to be great. And uh, we look forward to chatting again soon. Nurse Cartel, Jasmine, thank you ever so much for setting this up. Ladies and gentlemen, here we... Go! Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, it's Charles Fitzgerald from Jet Ski! But no, we really appreciate you coming on, man. I know, obviously, uh, Jasmine at the Noise Cartel organized all this, so she literally was like, Do you want to do it for these guys? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Absolutely. No, not at all, man, especially because you hail. From the Matt of Sheffield, so I'm not oh, gonna yeah. wear. Yeah, that's where my bloody family are from. So I was like, oh, that's a bloody oh, lovely. Of them lads on, absolutely fucking I like champion. How, that I like how much pride everybody has about it. You know, whenever I go on shows or through work or anything, anybody you meet who's got any kind of tie to Yorkshire, they just can't wait to tell you. And I love that. I like <laughs> that everyone's so proud of it. You know, it's like there's certain places, man, people don't shout about. Do you know what I mean? Like someone's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not too proud of being where I'm from. So I, I like it when people are. I was going to say, I get the opposite reaction when I tell people I'm from Birmingham. They're like, oh, I went through there once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people give Birmingham a hard time, man. I like Birmingham a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. 
I think you just got to give it a couple of tries. I think that's the main thing. Got... <laughs> was that what it is? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got to see it out, man. Because I was there, or I went there loads for shows and for work and just hanging out. I used to skate a lot, so we'd go there to skate. And I always thought I didn't like it. And then just recently, when we played there on tour, I was like, "This place is sick." I was like, I actually really like it. There's loads of fun things <laughs> to see and do. Someone drove past me in a car listening to Baseline while doing a NOS balloon, and they were driving. And I was like, in I was what what more texture do you want from a place? Do you know what I mean? I was like, that's that's texture. That's my home right there. That's my home. <laughs> I gotta I gotta um, say, Tom, as well, by the way, we like to look at people's backgrounds when we do these things. But I think it's the first time I've ever seen diplomas on the wall for a background. So I'm, uh, I'm impressed. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh I'll put them up so people don't think this is the room I just smoke weed in. Like that's <laughs> It's like a distraction. People come in and they think like, oh, there's like lights and some monitors. Like this guy's probably doing work in here, but I'm just in here playing Minecraft, getting super high all the time. So, you know. But at the same time, very educated. So don't worry about it. Yeah, there you go. You know what I mean? I know what I'm doing isn't the best use of my time. I've learned learned that. (laughs) As it says so, right here. Yeah, Um, there you go. I did something one time. There you go. Um. So essentially, my friend, what happens here is uh, we are, Jamie's going to do a really nice introduction, like lure you into a false sense of security, uh, and then we're going to literally bombard <laughs> the living fuck out of you with questions. How does that sound? Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, I'm done. I'm excited. Magnificent. Obviously, uh, it's like a, you know, you can say whatever you like, as long as there's no Heil Hitlers uh, or God, I love Putin, we're absolutely fine. <laughs> sure thing. I'll take those off the hit list then of things I was going to in this that- interview. Uh, yeah, that's half the question's gone. Shit. I love how it changes. Last, last interview we did, it was Kat Von D. This week, it's Putin. I love it. It changes. <laughs> oh, we can't talk about Kat Von D. No. no she's a no. Nazi, isn't she? Oh, she's a Nazi? Yeah, do you know, no, she's like a Nazi sympathiser. Yeah, she, yeah, 100%. Oh, man. Do you know what? I'm, like, not surprised anymore because I, like, find out people... <laughs> like, Kat Von D, like... I could see Kat Von D hanging out at, like, the white supremacist, like, hangout spot in LA. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like... I could see that happening. But then I find out all the time that people who I love and I think are incredibly innocent people are just as just as bad. And I'm just like, there's nothing. There's no gauge anymore. There's no visual gauge nope. of whether someone's a wrong. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's so weird. That's quite like my life now. There's no visual indicator. The they were definitely used to be more. You could spot them a mile away. You'd be like, that guy, he's doing some sus stuff. And then now it's just everybody. So, yeah. It's yeah. a weird time. Weird time to be into stuff. Oh, there's no clear gauge that someone's a wrong gun. That's my new favourite thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, just, it's just not. There's no gauge. Say it all the time. Oh, oh right. Let's try do this intro. Right. Yeah, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you another wonderful guest. As everyone knows, we like to highlight people and artists we think you should be checking out. And today is no exception. Today's guest is a vocalist and guitar player for a band who have taken over the hometown of Sheffield. And next up, is the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today we speak to Charles Fitzgerald as we welcome you to the Chronicles of Jetski. We're all clapping. Love it. Is that the vibe? Yeah. Yeah. Go have, clap. Clap. have a little Great. clap. If you want to clap yourself, <laughs> go for it. By all means, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're in for now here, boys. We know what we're in for. But um, Charles, I suppose the, I suppose the big hard-hitting question that everyone wants to know the answer to, obviously, is how was your pandemic season? How were the last two years for you? um like awful like everyone's was for the same reasons 
everyone's was awful. Um, but to not dwell on that and to maybe place that trauma on a little shelf and not and not touch <laughs> on it, it was it was a relatively productive time for for me as a person and and I guess us as a us as a band, you know, like just went through the same chaos everybody else did. Just got super high and played video games and didn't do anything. Appreciated the time off initially, and then that slowly turned into fucking hell. This is crazy. Like I don't know how to operate. So the things that occupy my mind like making music and graphic design and you know sort of planning and 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 figuring out how we can get our music to more people that was that was the main focus of yeah my pandemic but obviously that makes it sound really productive and like I did loads of things I turned it to a nice thing it was still terrible still awful just like everybody else was but yeah productive Good. I mean, at least you brought a positive out of the negative, you know. I mean, like for everybody, like I said, I was furloughed for like nearly a year. So the summer was fucking phenomenal. Going outside, <laughs> doing all that bits and pieces. And obviously when the autumn starts creeping, the winter, you're all like, ah, uh, yeah. Well, this is shit. Yeah, um, for sure. I think everybody experienced that. when It, it was kind of like a much needed, uh, like I thought, break from regular life. I mean, it's yeah. chaotic, if, especially just working a nine to five job, man, doing your thing, you know, and then little projects on the side and whatever you might do and seeing family and friends. It's a very, it's very hectic being a person. It's quite tough. <laughs> so, so straight, so off the bat, it was like a, a kind of needed break, I felt. And then, yeah. like you say, it, it get, got to a certain point and it was like, ugh. This is just awful. Like this is yeah. no fun anymore. You know, when is it going to be over? Yep. When lockdown three came, everyone was like, "You're, f- are you for real? Like, fuck me. Why are we doing this again? Like, either yeah. do it consistently or don't do it at all. Like, wh- what's all this? Okay, you've got now. Oh no, wait, hang on. No, you can't. No, you can't. You could can go out all for five minutes as long as it's a Thursday around eleven. I stopped <laughs> looking at my phone and started uh, looking outside to gauge what the vibe was. Like it was a point where there was so much conflicting information online about what, like, you know, like yeah. the, the fake news side of it and then constantly changing guidelines from official people. There were some days where I remember just looking outside and being like, oh, there's quite a few people outside. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Are we cool? Are we like, are we good to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we can, we can do that right now. I remember the first part where I wore gloves to the shop and not a mask. That was pretty hectic. They were like, what? put the gloves on. Yeah, I walked the first, the within like the first week of the pandemic, I'd say. I went to the corner shop that was maybe 500 yards from my house. I thought that was a relatively safe trip. And uh, they were like, <laughs> glove, gloves on the way in, but no mask. And then like a month later, people were like wearing masks all the time. And I was like, oh, I've got it. It's over. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I've been about no mask. But yeah, I mean, glad, glad, glad it's over. Do you know what I mean? Some good things came from it. Some awful things came from it. But yeah, glad it's over. Yeah, it's just one big blur now to me. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? It's just, it's like it was like years ago now. Anyway, we'll move on. We're here to talk about your band, not about fucking pandemic. So, <laughs> but take us back, sir. Before we learn more about the band, let's learn a little bit more about you. What did young Master Charles want to be when he was growing up? Was it always music for you? Or was it something completely different? Um, I didn't feel all that much direction as a as as a kid as to what I was going to do. <laughs> Um, I always had an, an intense love of music and like I did all the things that when you what when you hear about people who've like wanted to be musicians their entire life I did those things like put little fake concerts on and you know like obsessed over footage of people playing guitar and obsessed over new bands and new music and did all those things but I never ever thought that I was going to attempt to um to be a, a musician that weren't uh, a plan um 
at one point I, I really really wanted to be an archaeologist i thought that could be like the sick job you know a really good one to do and then i quickly found out how smart you have to be to do that shit and i was like no that's not for me i'm a bit a bit too slow but yeah i think i got in it when i when i was about 15 16 maybe a little bit younger about about 13 14 i started skateboarding and uh, i started filming and taking photos of skateboarding and that kind of gave me a love of you know like digital media and and videos photos extending to graphic design as i got a little bit older so yeah young charles didn't want to be uh, in a band but he, he wanted to do something i guess <laughs> i've always wondered skateboarding camera people how they never smash into shit or like fall over because obviously they're focusing so much on the other person skating they just like crash into something i've never seen it happen yeah i mean i think a lot of it comes from one if you've if you're clever about it you don't start <laughs> filming people until you feel all right on a on a skateboard oh, for the most part. <laughs> so uh, and then also i mean a lot of the time man like all my money was in camera gear when I was filming skateboarding. Every quid that I earned, I would spend on different things to improve what I was doing. And it was my life. And there's like video footage of me like filming lines and stuff and throwing myself on the floor and tucking the camera into my chest and stuff. Because if it, if it got broke, I couldn't replace it. So it made me value it a lot. And I think that's the case for a lot of like skate filmers is they really value what they've got and yeah. they'll rather take it a shoulder to concrete than take a <laughs> nice camera to the ground you know damn it's (laughs) it's weird something else when you were saying then about skateboarding is the correlation between skateboarding and rock music they they seem to just go hand in hand like it's part of the subculture together were you into rock music and then skateboarding came along or was it the other way around yeah i mean i was into like um the sort of music your your uncle, your standard rock and roll metal like your uncle could get you into. So things like Metallica and and Green Day and Foo Fighters and stuff like that. My mum and dad love music, but never particularly the rock and, and metal stuff. And then I, I, I went into a skate shop quite a lot, like in when we were growing up. And I just used to ask every single song that was on in there because it was always sick music that I like hadn't heard. And um the guy who worked there, Adam Puck, who was my good friend for quite a long time, um, he gave me a USB to stop me asking. And it was a USB <laughs> full, I know. And it was a USB full of everything from like Cypress Hill to Tiger's Jaw to like Rival Mob and Incendiary and just like and thrash metal, like municipal waste. And it had literally every single genre you could you could think of. He was the most eclectic guy. And most of my music taste is still what was on that USB for the most part. I've not, <laughs> I'm not branched out too much. <laughs> I still, I try and find new music all the time, but yeah, it, it, re- it really came from, from that. And, and I think for him having that, it was that skate videos and, uh, and stuff always had soundtracks to him and it would normally punk and metal. And you remember the guys like the thing, like the CKY videos and stuff like that. Like it branched out a little bit to things like him and whatever, but it was majority hip-hop or like punk and skate punk so th- those two became my like yeah favorite genres quickly because of skateboarding i love that that's awesome so obviously you're a guitarist and a vocalist in your band which were you driven to first was it singing or guitar and was the other one just out of necessity or did you want to do both uh yeah guitar at first i played guitar in in one band before before this where i, where I was just playing guitar and, and doing backing vocals and um yeah, definitely guitar before before anything. I always really liked writing songs 
um, and I'd write my own lyrics to songs and stuff, but they were always intended for like somebody else to 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 do their their thing to, you know. I I never felt particularly confident as a as a vocalist. And normally when I when I write music, it's not often my voice that I that I hear in my head singing over it. It's it's normally like different styles and and stuff. And I always felt like you know when I when I do vocals now I'm often impersonating what the person that I'd like to be on the track do you know what I mean that's that's normally where my my head's at when I'm doing it and um and yeah so getting into doing vocals and stuff it was just I got a bit better at it I practiced it more often I felt more confident in doing it my friends who I were playing music with told me that it was good enough to show to people and I trusted them to not sell me down river so I I, I started doing it yeah but definitely guitar first I've just got this image of you singing backing vocals as you're your band again. Do you know what? I'm pretty good at this. Get the fuck out of here, you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you know, that, that wasn't anywhere near the vibe, but I like, yeah, it, yeah. the band that I, was, I used to play in, that like, you had a very, very characteristic vocalist. It was somebody who, very, who sounded very much like himself on anything that he did. Mm. And, uh, and, and I, my, my vocal style is like the, uh, the opposite of that. It's cha- it changes, you know, song to song and, like that's something that I do quite like about about jet ski is that we have really varying vocal parts. Yeah. So you, what? Who exactly has influenced jet ski? What sort of bands or musicians or artists have influenced your style of music? Um, I guess our personal style is uh, is bands like Modern Baseball and um, bands like Title Fight and Basement and Tiger's Jaw. A lot of the 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 American emo sort of sounds and then bands like you know um, american uh, football and tiny moving parts a little bit more intricate guitar stuff but as as a as a music taste as a collective and often what we bring uh, to a practice and be like we should do something like this is often quite far outside um you know genres like that we i personally really like all the new wave like british stuff we like fontaine's dc and and you know bands like inhaler and stuff like that are something i'm really like enjoying at the moment and, and then alex our drummer is just in pure prog land at all times is just <laughs> just rush just a lot of rush all the time anything that's like really <laughs> intricate to play and isn't in a normal time signature that's where his, his head's at jack into everything you know what i mean and, and elliot's the same and yeah so it's all a big a big mashup it's hard to quite to say quite exactly who and why yeah because when i was checking you guys out i was like it's really funky really proggy and really like brit pop indie style like it's it's great oh, nice. i mean don't get me wrong like i was thorough i found myself at the bus at like like that sort of like swing sort of thing i know i love it it was great. yeah some groove yeah for sure yeah it was you can't it make, was wonderful. I, like, I like making music to dance to you know that's what i think about What's when that? i'm doing it is yeah you want you want something you can actually like have a have a jive to and you know jumping up and down is great and beating the shit out of each other is is great too (laughs) i love i love all things that people do at our shows but yeah when i see somebody actually really like enjoying the groove and having a dance like jumeriquois on that's when they look like they're listening to jumeriquois then i'm like we're on the money we're doing well I completely agree with that because I had the same thing. I was sat here earlier writing my questions, listening to you guys, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't concentrate. I'm just too busy dancing. It's Alex, man, our drummer. He makes everything. He's he's the core the core of our sound, I believe, and he makes everything really interesting. There's always something new, you know. It's brilliant. So how did how did you guys meet then? Because the um, I met them. I met I met I met all of them at the same time in the same year in my life when I when I was twelve. Um. <laughs> 
but uh, a bit like separately. So I um, I met Jack in school. We were in the same uh, like high school together and bonded over like, it was kind of like a golden time for like YouTube content. There was a lot of good stuff on YouTube at that time. I and mean, everyone was quite obsessed with it. And um, yeah, so just bonded over stuff like that and, and film and TV and, and a lot of music. And our music taste is, is pretty much the same. And it has been since we met. And I met Alex and Elliot. Uh, well, I met their sister first. They got a little sister and I met her at the skate park and I had a bit of a crush on her. And then uh, I like met both of them because they both skated and uh and i was like oh these two are like way too cool i know so they'll probably knock me out so i should stop like trying to flirt with their sister um and uh, and yeah and then i'm and then i met them and then I'm, when, i mean me and alex were good friends at, at, at first and you know and when i met alex our drummer i was like this is honestly the only guy i've met who's as weird as me i was like he's the only person who i who i've never who, who i feel on a level with about how strange he is I used to go around to his house and he'd show me all the world records he held on like rock band. He would like play rock band and guitar hero and get world records for songs. Cause he's so incredible. He's just with gaming anything to do with a screen in his hands. He's just killer. And I was like, yeah, this dude's like on the level. He's so strange. I was like, That's sick. <laughs> and then Elliot is just one of the funniest and kindest and nicest blokes I've ever met in my life. So yeah, met them all in the same year. Um, went, like was friends with them, uh, you know, uh, like separate uh, for pretty much my entire life from there on in. And then when I was like uh, like 18, I started jamming where um where Alex and Elliot their their band broke up and um that they were in before and started hanging out. Needed a bass player. I was like, well, Jack. I saw him play bass at least once in high school, like <laughs> like maybe maybe, uh, but also at max five times. So I was like, uh, he can probably do it. And then I brought him in, and he and he killed it, and was great at it. So yeah, but known known all of them uh, for for an awfully long time, and then sort of introduced them to each other when 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 I was about eighteen. That's, That's awesome. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what really throws me, Charles, is your band is obviously called Jet Ski, right? You're from Sheffield, or rather, whatever, which is in the centre of the of England. There's no body of water around <laughs> where your guys are from. So None. where the hell did the name come from? <laughs> uh, so we always like we would we were sat down once we'd written some music together. We were sat down trying to think of a name for it. We'd we'd spitballed names in past, but we we're going to release it, so we needed to like really decide on one. And we went into it with the thought of they don't matter. They really don't matter. It's like, you know, I think some words do look cool, like, and look good. But like, I think if your your music's good and, and everything you do around it's good, it doesn't really matter what the name is. You know, I mean, like, so we thought our music sounded quite sunshiny. It's, it was like quite good vibe music. It made you think of this, made me think of the seaside. We have songs about going to the seaside, you know, and stuff like that. And we were going to call it water sports. And then, I found okay. out that water sports is a is a porn category for people who like getting pissed on and stuff like that. Yeah. And I do and I do marketing and I know how hard it is to compete against like the SEO results. And I was just like, I don't I was like, I don't want to fight Google listings for porn because you're never gonna win no matter what you are. Like, do you know what I like that so we so we were just like, what's our favorite of the of the water sports if there's loads of them? Do you know what I mean? And wakeboarding's a bit of a mouthful so we went with jet ski i guess that's the it's the top and bottom of it really it's a really silly reason to have a really silly name i don't it's great yeah. it's literally yeah, the greatest answer like it. 
<laughs> Everyone always says they like it, so I guess it, it planned out well. But yeah, that's that's the legit. There's also a band called like Water Parks who were like massive, and we thought, and they're really good, and we were like, oh, I don't want to seem like you're coattailing. But the main reason is 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 the porn stuff. Yeah, crazy. Not where I thought that was going. No, it's I know, no, uh, it's a weird one, but it's yeah, it's truthfully that I'd be lying if I told you what else. So, yeah, that's sorry, oh. sorry, it happened. Which, which one of the bandas that they googled it to find that out? That's what I think. Alex already knew. He knows. <laughs> Alex knows about all sorts of internet things. He makes me feel like an old man sometimes. He like quote like a meme that's been popularized in the last hour, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. So Alex had an intrinsic knowledge of of the piss porn already before before <laughs> anything else so yeah i think so i hope i'm not i, I that's what i remember anyway i hope i'm not dropping it in he's gonna watch this and be like ah, elliot knew it and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's not here to defend himself it's fine yeah he's, he's not here yeah it's true Follow, following on from the name though one thing i saw when i was looking you looking up you guys you're referred to as the world's number one band like everywhere <laughs> other, than, <laughs> other than the fact that you clearly are where did that come from <laughs> yeah i put it i put it on a poster um we we played a we played the the lead mill in um in sheffield which is kind of like a an icon an iconic venue here and we were we were we were kind of gambling on it being a good show we didn't really know if we could pull all that many people out to fill the place up and above it i wrote uh if you don't sell this out we'll quit is what I wrote in the like above just because I do this all the time when I make posters and stuff I hide little messages and if I like if someone looks at it for longer than five seconds then it's almost like a reward for like engaging in what I've made you know what I mean like um so I put that and I, I think again Alex was just like um we're just like nah it's like too self-deprecating like we want to go into this like triumphantly and I was just like it would just like just put the world's number one band so I did like it was like the world's number one band plays the plays the world's biggest show or something like that and then then it kind of just in the comment section people just started saying it all the time just world's number one band and then we get like referred to it and like people say like thanks to the world's number one band and they get merch <laughs> and stuff like that so then I put it on a massive banner I put it on a huge backdrop the world's number one band jet ski and uh yeah we've played many support slots where we've had a banner <laughs> that said we were the world's number one like with bands that we really love and respect and yeah and like just turning up and just be like yeah we'll just put this here and uh and yeah it's not something uh it's not i think it is our instagram bio for a bit it's not something i've put on anything recently but it, i think it has like a life of its uh life of its own now and uh it's gonna look like we never leaned into it it's gonna look like people just think we're great but and really i guess it's just a reference to people who've been around for a little while in our fan base <laughs> just really made yeah. me laugh as like spotify i always look at the, the band's bio on a spotify and he's literally just like, world's number one band at jet ski and all social medias that's it i was like yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. i like, i think people dress we try our absolute best not to dress everything we do up too much you know like i feel like when people nowadays i think right right now especially within like alternative uk music um there's a big push for all encompassing worlds around music, you know, bands like, um, like static dress and stuff. And, and where there's, where there's so much content to absorb outside of, 
the band and you don't you maybe don't know too much about them and that's part of that's part of the the idea and and i love that i think it's so cool it's like comic books and 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 teasers and and all this stuff it's really cool it's really sick but i personally don't have one the work ethic because that's a lot to keep up man to like <laughs> the work that those guys and people who do that stuff in a lot heavy visuals like code orange and stuff like that the work that you put in is is crazy so one it's a bit of a cop out because i can't be asked to do all the work and, and two I, I i want it to feel personable and i want people to be able to feel like they could like we're not we're not uh, no different there's no barrier between between any anybody you know what i mean like you just talk to each other the same way as you talk to anybody else you meet at a gig or or if you want to message us something and you know we've had we have people messages love lovely stuff man tell us songs have helped and songs have been part of their life and and and, and all this sort of stuff and i feel like they probably feel more comfortable to do that because we're we try to be ourselves and try and not try and not muddy it up with some like pr press pack bio where it's like you know what i mean the hottest new thing out of the uk <laughs> da, 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 da. you know what i mean sit like I th my prep the press pack we send out to people is like a full piss piss take on that it's like about us having a quest to be the world's number one band <laughs> like every like all the press pack stuff that we send out to people is meant to be like look this is silly just listen to tunes and watch the videos and see if you like it you know what i mean because i like that's all there is to really do <laughs> can't argue with that to be fair mate. yeah i mean yeah we just try and keep it short and sweet <laughs> oh fucking love it so your first single was easy peeler is, is that right yeah easy peeler so yeah. how long after forming and you guys you bringing everyone together did it take to get that song out into the world uh like i mean we jammed for for a while like maybe a year before like and all the time like two days a week and and re relentlessly shredded through song ideas easy peeler was written i think i i wrote the bulk of that song when i was about 16 so i had the i had the song for quite a while and then obviously it gets twisted and changed with being in being in a band with people who contribute and change things and yeah, I think it was like a year, a, a, a year from us, like maybe maybe having it down to be like, this is sound to it being out there. What exactly is the uh, jet ski process then? Like, um, is it like music first, lyric second, or does someone go, check this drum track out, right, let me put a bass on over that, right, I'll put some guitars over it, and then I'll, you know, how does it all work? Like, and obviously I take it you write the lyrics, as you just obviously stated a few times already. Uh, we, we we definitely all, uh, all, all contribute in all ways, all the time, and it's always different. I mean, I talk to other people about how their um, songwriting processes are, and I think a lot of the time it boils down to like, a lot of the time it's one dude or two dudes. Do you know what I mean? And then it, and then it, it's, there's like, there's maybe some contribution structurally and stuff from, from other members of the band, but it really boils down. And I, and I, and I don't think it's ever been like that for us. We all write songs. We are, are, are all increasingly, you know, learning new skills when writing songs. Um, so was, someone's always very excited to show you their, new thing when when you get together so yeah from literally every angle you can imagine like it's never it never really felt like the same way for two songs do you know what i mean everything's been really different i love that because you're right there is a lot of bands where it's two maybe sometimes even one member of the band writes the songs lennon and mccartney the other guys just 
play what they're told to. You know, it's it's great that you actually get everyone involved. It is a jet ski song. I love oh, that. yeah, it's 100%. Great. It wouldn't work with any of us as individuals. You know, like even when someone brings a song that's like f- not finished, but it's like a full song, like it, you think it's done and then you bring it to people and then they go, it's not done. There's this and this and this. And like another time someone can just be jamming something in between running the set list and someone's like, oh, what's that? And then you just run, you just run through it and build on it. Like happens in a bunch of different ways. And it's definitely all a really equal contribution. You it. find yourself at moments in like the most inappropriate times and you think of like a tune or some lyrics, or whatever, you go, shit, how do I write this down? Like in bed or in the shower or something. It's getting your notes sounds like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, I write, I do write the bulk of lyrical content. We all, we all, con- we all contribute, but I'd say the, the bulk of it's in my hands. And um, I don't touch on, on too serious um, of topics to be honest in, in in the majority of the music we've got like um definitely let let people let people in and you do you do share stuff and but that's always in an aim of making it feel grounded to the listener it's never the really just the subject of you know they tend to be quite whimsical you know fun light-hearted songs so often it's like fitting words into songs that <laughs> i don't think i could like fit in like we just put out a uh, a new tune called uh joey and zoe and um I rhyme, I rhyme balcony with alchemy, and I oh. and I wanted and I've wanted to put alchemy in a song for ages. And I just you know you see some words next to each other, normally close together in a sentence of something I'm reading, and I'm like those words work. So and everyone always attaches their own meaning to stuff any, anyway. So I think it's just like for us, it's like sport writing lyrics. It's just like trying to make <laughs> something really catchy and uh, and has some you know message and content to it at, at the same time. Are there any words you know desperate to put into a song that you haven't that you really want to put in there for no reason? I, yeah, it's stuff with just like long syllables, stuff that stuff that's like four or five syllables long really interests me because you have to create vocal patterns to fit words in. Um, I'm trying to think of something that we were going. Yeah, I was doing. Uh, I was Albuquerque was one the other day. We were, <laughs> I was trying to write like a uh, like a midwestern emo. Uh, sort of song and I was saying uh, I was saying anywhere from Aberdeen to Albuquerque and I was trying to figure out what would connect those those things and I didn't quite figure it out so that's something that I'll work on and hopefully you'll hear it in a jet ski song sometime soon because that's yeah. the, best, the best shit I can't wait <laughs> I just imagine you've got this list of words I open the studio like come on boys we can get them in we can do it <laughs> yeah I mean I think sometimes it's like a quiet struggle that stuff I don't know how often that I uh, that I tell them that I'm doing that like um I, I think it's just like an internal thing of of like come on does the you read that thing earlier you could fit that into into this somehow but it's more yeah it's just like challenge round it's like being in jet ski as a songwriter is like a Takeshi's castle challenge it's just <laughs> it's just you're just fighting to just get through loads of weird shit to get out what you want at the end. And it makes it really fun. I love that because, you know, we've talked, we've spoken to so many like songwriters and you hear loads of songwriters going, Oh, I went for this traumatic experience. I had to write a song about it. Oh, there's this, all this stuff like is all comes from the heart person experience. And you're out there. You're just like, let's have some fun, baby. Let's just, let's rhyme yeah, words of Albuquerque. Sure. Come on, let's go. I, I think it stems from, cause I, I have written songs that are, super close and intrinsic to you know my life and 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 our lives and things we've been through 
Like it's by no means the, the the sunshine in the lyrics is by no means a reflection of anybody in the band's personal state or personal uh, lives or affairs or whatever. Um, it's like meant to be entertainment and meant to be a bit of a, a break from what is currently a pretty hectic situation. Do you know what I mean? And has been a pretty hectic situation. Life has been particularly hard for 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 a while. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's meant to be something to to lift you up and out of that. Um, I also feel like we're not in any particular position of power. So there's, a, a, and I think when we maybe do have more of a backing, then maybe lyrical content will be, you know, stuff that we want to shed light on and, and want to share. You know, I think, th- I think when I felt like it would make a, you know, a difference, I would maybe, I would maybe start, you know, letting people in on, on maybe m- deeper subjects that I like to talk about, but I love giving, you know, people that break silly songs do you know what i mean alchemy on the balcony have a go on that it's just fun <laughs> i love it it's amazing so you've just you re- referenced it a moment ago last month you released your latest single uh joey and zoe which is superb as i as we were Thank saying earlier it is it's a proper head bopper i was sat there just you know just heads going it's great how's the feedback been so far for the song rad I mean, rad, just lovely. Just everyone's so, so lovely. Like getting people who've been like fans of us for like a long time dropping in and being like, you know, people who spent money on merchandise and stuff like that when we were like brand new and just being like, I'm glad that I stayed. <laughs> I'm glad that I hung around and like supported you. That stuff has meant the most to me. Do you know what I mean? And people saying that they love seeing us grow and stuff like that. And then obviously the... The accolades are more more corporate things like and, and that side of music with with Radio One playing us a bunch of times over mm. over a couple of different shows and people like yourselves being interested to talk to us you know because that's this is a first time thing for us to 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 have something to say or people want to hear what what we what we want to say you know so that all that stuff's been very like affirming that we're on like the right track but yeah the reception has just been it's been beautiful couldn't ask for anything more. That's amazing. Are we your first podcast then? Yeah, this is the first podcast yes. we've done. It's not the first, not the first. I've done a couple of these type things, but this is the first time I think it's a label as a as a podcast. It's more long form. Oh, we love which I'm stoked on. I love, yes. I love, I love podcasts. I listen to them literally every day. I listen to a bunch of podcasts all the time. So it's it's fun to to participate in one. I've got to say though, it just feels like a chat. It doesn't feel yeah. like a you know. That's the whole point. Which. That. which I guess I should have seen coming, but whenever I want, <laughs> you know, but whenever I watch my podcast that, that I like, it always seems like a bit more of a, of a performance, I guess. This doesn't feel like that, which is nice. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a little niche that we have here that not to, I know well, it's meant to be about you, but you know, apologies. Um, no, no, I'm down. Out. I want to hear about it. <laughs> um, we like to make it feel like there's mates in a bar chatting. Yeah, it do does feel I mean? like that. That's, it's we nice, don't like, so nice why do you write music? So why do you like guitar? Music, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just there's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. nice to have a bit, you know, a bit of bounce, son, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> I, think there's like, I, I think there's podcasts that try and simulate that, you know, and they, and they often don't achieve it. Like, you know, when it's meant to feel like super cozy and super like just pals hanging out. I think a lot of the time they're so tightly produced and scripted that, you thought it doesn't have the pace of of people talking it has the pace of like a late night talk show do you know what i mean even <laughs> yeah. even though like they're not interviewing and they're just sat about chatting they can get carried away with it so it's nice to have it less structured like this 
Well, appreciate we it, like Charles. It. Thank, Thank you, very much. mate. <laughs> But you only have five songs on Spotify. So does this mean there's an EP? Is there an EP on the way? Is an album on the way? Like what's yeah. what's going on? We've got an EP called For the Family coming out on the 21st of October. Uh, it's three tracks. First single of which is Jerry and Zerich. It's already out there. There's two more tracks called Jack's Song and uh, Curbside. Um, there's a music video to follow for Curbside, which is one of def- – I'm more proud of the video than I think I am of the record. I think the video is amazing. Um <laughs> And um, yeah, we've got an e- got an EP coming out. We've, we've the EP is a response to that five songs, you know, because we've through some fault of our own, and then some fault of the world and the pandemic and the big, you know, slamming the anchors on everything. We've really drip fed music, and it's worked in our favour somehow because you know people are hungry for it. They want new tunes. They're letting us know all the time that they want new tunes. So the EP is like a yo, we're still here, still sending it. And also here's like three tunes. Sorry about the weight kind of vibe. <laughs> Do you find that they're with with like uh Spotify and the fact that we can get content like this, there's more of a demand for it now. Like, like give me a song. So give me a new one. I've listened to that already. Like I want another song. Can I have another song now? Yeah, definitely. I feel like you're just competing with a pace um like from corporately successful musician commercially successful musicians um like there's a pace there i mean if you look at like just talking about big names here like jason derulo things like that do you know what i mean like if you're thinking about the big dude look at what they're doing they're on tiktok four or five times a day do you know what i mean it's like the pace that people are getting accustomed to for content from and, and new stuff from musicians is insane but because of that stuff's been quite quickly forgotten there's things with like 300 songs with 300 million youtube views in the first like do you know what i mean like month of it being out and then it falls wayside so yeah i think we don't we don't want to attempt to match that pace that's not something that we're interested in doing nonna is a, a, a particularly good at dancing so we're not doing any of the challenges <laughs> and we're not it's just it's just not really for us but saying that though we had a we had a small venture into into tiktok and stuff like that and we had a video get like half a million uh views in like and like fifty thousand likes in like one day so it may, and then that made us like feel like oh we should push tiktok we should do it we should do it all the time but the way the algorithm works it just randomly selects things to become successful because there was no particular reason that video should have gone viral and or ish viral and yeah we, we quickly were like this is just not it's not us. Do you know what I mean, we always like to have content in the barrel, but not at the pace that people are doing it. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Jason Derulo. I wonder if his record label or management team will ever go, how many times, Jason, do you reckon you can fit your name into a song? And do you want to just have a song that's just your name or would that be too obvious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, their calling card is brilliant. I've, I've always really enjoyed that about like uh, like popular like popular music, pop music in general, is like... There's like all these calling cards and I really want Jetski to have one. Like if you heard DJ Khaled's, DJ Khaled shouts, we the best music, which is like his, oh. I think like that's his, that's his label maybe or something like that. But he shouts it at the start of any song he's even a little bit a part of. Like he might have just like assistant produced it. And it's like the start of the song is like, we the best music, DJ Khaled. And I think that's so sick. Like if I featured on somebody else's song, I'm shouting Jetski straight away. Like if I, I'll treat it like an MC. Do you know what I mean? I'll treat I like if I was featured on someone's song, I'd be like Jesky, 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 and then I'd then I'd sing. Do you know what I mean? I like it. It's a cool tactic. Just say your name loads of times. 
I, did, I actually <laughs> did ask a rapper. We interviewed a rapper a while ago, and I asked him, "Why do you sing your name in songs?" And he, his actual answer was, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I've, yeah, for sure. I think like that's there, there's a copy and paste. Uh, thing to be successful at the moment like within because i and i really like it all don't get me wrong like i really like drill music i really like just like uk hip-hop i love all that i love all that sort of stuff but there is like defined looks flows personality sort of styles lyrical content there's like all these things that i like they're laid out and if you can fit that mold and you can do it well and you've got like a sick social media game like you probably you might be successful like it's actually a pretty good chance (laughs) <laughs> so i reckon everyone just fits into it and they're like is everybody else saying their name yeah all right cool i'm gonna say my name do you know what i mean like that's <laughs> it works that's in the sense though like you said jason derulo then my head instantly went, jason derulo i For couldn't sure. tell you a single jason derulo song i'm not a fan of that sort of yeah music. i don't really i, don't well, think I, I know that really. yeah 100 i think i i like it it's it's mem- it's memorable do you know what i mean like do you ever guys remember that advert that was like you buy one you get one free you buy <laughs> yes. one you get one free no one ever went and got any of them windows ever. No one ever, no one ever went, but everyone knew that guy and everyone knew who they were. Like, so I guess if you did do windows, you think of that guy and I reckon you think in a pop music, what should I listen to? And your head's just like, Jason, like that. I, think that's, I don't know. Might be like sub- subconscious. Yeah, it's, again, but as you mentioned about the advert with the with the bar and getting free, it's like Hastings Direct. Oh, 800 double O, 1066. Like <laughs> Churchill, all of it. I've, yeah. I think I think Jetski are going to need one. I think that we're going to need some sort of <laughs> yeah. some sort of calling card that's on like every song. Might just do like a massive pick slide before everything. <laughs> for like every song, so when your playlist switches us up and puts you in shuffle, hear that and you're like, oh, it's a Jetski tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're taking the piss. It's clever. It works. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, that's what I mean. Like, criticize these things, criticize TikTok, criticize all that madness, all you want, but it all fucking works, man. It really does. It works well. It's impressive. I, re- I really want your new single now to just start with jet ski. Really loud to start. Yeah. I'm down. We're gonna have to say it. We have to say it at some point. Like, loads of my favorite hardcore bands used to do it. Like, um, Brace War. Are you the band Brace War? You guys listen to those ever? Like, sort of old school hardcore punk band. They're like biggest tune, just had this like huge build up. It was like the first song on their EP. It just goes brace war, and then bangs in. Like they just shout their own name. It's rad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get on that vibe. You guys have inspired me. I'm feeling it. Oh, it's and then it's almost like movies though, where you know people watch TV or movies and they say the name of the movie. You go cool. Let's turn that off. Then that's done. So, <laughs> I think it's sure. a Family Guy that joke. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's a Family Guy. It's like they said it. It's gonna say. Yeah, yeah. It. Said it. <laughs> Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and my girlfriend do that. Whenever we're watching a film that's like they say the name of it, where it's like comically look at each other, you have to like look away from the TV and just be like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You said it. I said it. Turn it off now. It's done. It's only halfway through a series. Don't, don't care. It's done. It's sorted. Let's get it off. Yeah, in it. Over. <laughs> First episode of Lost. We are lost. Done. Let's turn that one off. Yeah. We said it. I'm done. Over it. <laughs> completely over it straight away how i met your mother is off in like 15 seconds do you know what i mean yeah like, in this case it's how i met away. your mother sorted yeah off sam <laughs> oh so going back to the music <laughs> tell, 
we were just talking about the new single, Joey and Zoe, before that we were talking about the first single. How do you feel like you've grown as musicians and songwriters from that first song to this upcoming EP? Yeah, I'd, I'd say massively. Because, I mean, when by the time we got around to putting that song out, I'd been playing in bands for like a year and a half like i had like a year and a half experience jack's first ever gig and he's only ever played is with jet ski do you know what i mean he's he learned how to play bass while we were going so his skills have improved drastically and alex and elliot are getting into their like umpteen year 15 16 17th year of playing instruments and i think there's just like a a confidence that comes with it and also just seeing like how it how it works how performing every night works <laughs> and, and like mm. how to control the crowd how to instigate energy into people how to write the songs based around what you want the crowd to do and and understanding how those two things play with each other is like yeah that we, we're we're always uh growing and i'm sure if you asked me in a year from now i'd say we changed you know loads again and i hope we carry on doing that because it's like one of my favorite parts about it i love that it's awesome Did- as you just said, mentioning then playing live music and shows, like how was that for you as a performer becoming a frontman? Like you, you've got to engage with that crowd. You got to, you know, you're not just playing music anymore. You're you're a show. You've got to get that crowd going. How was that for you to do? Um, good. I mean, it was fun, and it was a fun thing to figure out how to do because I definitely have a bit of a persona on on stage, and I'm not entirely acting like myself at all times because I see that as a chance to you know you've got to be a bit showmanistic and you've you've got to be a bit over the top to get people into what you're doing and uh, luckily um and I and I say it graciously not gloating I've our very first show was sold out with people who were ready to dance and and we've sold out a lot of shows since then in she- both in Sheffield and we've, we've been able to jump on a lot of of venues and show sizes that are are somewhat irregular for a band as 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 small as us and and, and, and as fresh as us as new um so having people there to instigate and to instruct it gives you quite a bit of confidence because i i I worked for my friends bands and participated in in you know the teams around my friends bands for ages and i saw my friends saying to 10 people including the sound and bar guy come on guys get a circle pit going you know what I mean? And <laughs> and it fall on deaf ears. I've seen it happen again and again. And growing up, going to little shows, I've seen it happen all the time. So I think not having to go through that to a certain extent and always being able to be around people who are, who are interacting with the music has, has given me a, a confidence boost from, from the very first Jet Ski show. So I've, I've found transitioning to being a, a front man and somebody who talks to everyone quite quite easy i can't say that i've i've struggled with it but I, and i really i really enjoy it Beautiful. is there have you taught much obviously the pandemic would have absolutely shit all over that anyway for the past couple of years but like have you actually taught much out of yorkshire have you been down birmingham down south wales that sort of thing at all yeah so the only shows uh that we've sort of, we've, we've played like three i think we've we've played four gigs ever in sheffield the entire time we've we space them massively so we, we've we've gone and and toured and uh outside massive i mean we just got off tour with rome uh that was really fun hit up birmingham for the first time which I spoke about just before we uh got, got on the podcast um 
Manchester and Leeds. Hull has always been very kind to us. Played our first London shows this uh, this summer. Um, we've been to Haversage. Do you know what I mean? Is it Haversage or Hereford? We've been to Hereford, just short of Wales. We've been to all sorts, all, all sorts of a little a little places. You know, we, that was our second tour ever that we've just come off, and we've toured twice this year. So we're building that you know that repertoire and building fan bases in different places. And uh, yeah, really, it's being able to go elsewhere and still be able to jump on shows that have quite a lot of of people there has been greatly beneficial to us because we're able to you know build fan bases in other places without purely relying on the stuff on the internet getting to them wonderful i have to look out for cardiff then because i'm in newport so um all oh, right be, nice i'll be keeping Think my eyes out on cardiff yeah ne- next year man 2023 our, our books are busy and we can't wait to tell people what we've got coming up we're really going all out next year on the shows nice where just out of interest where in birmingham did you play played at mama ruse we played oh, in birmingham i love mama ruse really, it's really nice fun venue. yeah they've got a weird little stage setup going on they like uh there's a big scaffolding yeah. that like runs around the outside of the stage and when 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 we were playing you know there was a little bit of movement it was like people getting pushed up against the scaffolding and i was like with like no security around and i was like what's going on this is crazy. Uh, this was really weird layout, but Birmingham was a, was the first show of that tour for us, and we enjoyed it so much. Everybody was so so kind, and you know, bought loads of merch and hung out afterwards. It was really fun. Like see, what's Brummies in all that? <laughs> Mr. Stevens. Yeah, it was it was it was great. I got a, I got a free subway in in Birmingham with off a piece of clothing that I was wearing, which is a very rare occurrence. I can't think of a time a fast food chain has ever given me anything for free but yeah subway gave me a free sandwich what's Stoked. a t-shirt look at that what were you wearing i was wearing a guilt trip t-shirt which is a hardcore band from uh manchester on the record label that i uh, that i work for and um i was just wearing it and he was jamming his tunes and i was like are you listening to guilt trip and he had like had his bloodstock like band on and he was like just being and seeing him probably one of my favorite bands like ever and he said he only recently immigrated to the to the country as well like he, he was like struggling to like find um find friends into the same music that he was in so i like gave him a bunch of the metal and hardcore forums that i'm in on facebook and stuff i was just like yeah there's all these places where you know people want to go to shows on their own you can like link up with them and they they will like hang out purely based off your music interest you know and he was a lovely lovely guy and then i went to pay for my subway and he was just like no you're all good and i was like amazing i was like this is that incredible is never got free subway that yeah, is <laughs> yeah i was gassed shout out guilt trip got me a free subway that's some absolute plug right there <laughs> we, we spoke to blood we spoke to guilt trip at bloodstock so yeah oh, they were nice. super really nice guys yeah they're all they're all very cool but so, what you were saying there though that is that's a big part of the message we like to follow. you've probably seen the sophie lancaster banner in the background that when we were at bloodstock we were speaking to people to try and promote the fact that you know the alternative subculture is like a family and that is a perfect story right there. That was oh, sure. that was beautiful. Yeah, my uh, blood, Bloodstock this year was was amazing. It was probably one of the probably one of my favourite times ever going to uh, a festival um, or working a festival, whatever you want to say. But yeah, it was it it were incredible, and to see my see my friends do so well while they were there were were awesome. I can't I can't lie. It was just so so cool to see things from where I'm from growing in a big way malevolence absolutely shredded it just not 
I was there last year when they played the main stage and I, and I was like shocked at how many people knew what was going on and, and knew the songs and pits and all that sort of stuff. And then to see him pack out that tent, this one just gone and do what they did was just like, fuck. Yeah, so sick. Man. Yeah, Bloodstock's rad. Everyone who works there is rad. Lovely people all around. Can't say enough good things about them. We love it. Also Agreed. rather hot this year. Yeah. Oh, my days. Yeah, dude. I was like running back and forth with the band with waters all day. It was just like pouring bottled water over my head. I was dying. Like, it was killing me. And you know what's mad? And I love it. Yeah, is metal fans have no care for the for the weather i saw people walking around in full leather gear right like leather like vest and then coat and then top hat and like chaps and big <laughs> boots and whatever just hacking it having the best time do you know what i mean whereas like you get a leeds fest every year and there's some there's a dude who's wearing like short shorts and nothing else and he gets sunstroke and he has to be in the a <laughs> e tent for like half the time do you know what i mean like he's like oh he just he just, just passes out he's had too many copperbergs and then, it, and then at Bloodstock, there's these everybody's walking around in full leather gear. No one's wearing a single color. It's black everywhere, and everyone's just necking nine pints, just completely hydrated and fine. Like, <laughs> it's actually impressive. Like, Bloodstock was just amazing. What a place! Yeah, thirty-five degrees. Fuck off. Yeah, in it. Just send it. Just absolutely send it. Like. Yeah, I noticed at like one point in the day there was like a really small. I like went and had a wander around while I had a, while I had nothing to do, and um, the there was a little tent, like a tiny tent in the middle. It was between the the second and the and the main. Oh, stage. the Jägermeister tent, yeah. The Jägermeister yeah. tent, and uh, what I'd realised is there was there was a few people in there genuinely for the band, hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? There was, was like some kind of doom band playing, and uh, but what I'd realised is it was like a people had sort of congregated there and we're kind of waiting for their turn in the shade for a minute. <laughs> it was like, we were stood, I was stood watching the band and like with some friends and like people around me were kind of like trying to gauge whether I was like going to move forward because they wanted to get more in the shade. And I was like, it felt very weird, weird, weird vibe for a festival, you know? But yeah. Nothing else Anyhow. to say about Bloodstock apart from it's rad. It's great. <laughs> Um, I just want to throw it out there. Jeans and Lemon Haze, fucking bangers. Absolute bangers. Thank they were the so two much. that really stood out. So, you know, I'm not trying to sit your dick or anything. Genuinely. No, no, love. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'd say I'd say they're, they're probably my favourite, like, two out of the whole ah. bunch. Jeans is about my nan. So, like, that's is a it? nice song. Yeah, it's just, a, yeah, it's my, my nan passed away and I was just, like, feeling about writing about all the good times, uh, you know, as a way to sort of, move past it and shine a good light on it and i just i just yeah wrote somewhere like that and then lemon haze is just like purely about going to cornwall in the summer with the only intention of drinking skateboarding surfing and smoking weed like an incredible period in my life where that was on the top <laughs> of my priority list so yeah both like very contrasting song topics but yeah i'd say like, oh yeah <laughs> yeah my favorite yeah. <laughs> um ever so sorry for your loss though sir uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking but at the same time, I got to go to Cornwall, smoke loads of weed, drink loads of beer, surf and skate. So you know, there's there's ups and downs. Yeah, there's ups exactly. And downs. Um, but the question I like to ask every single musician: music videos, participating, making them, etc. Love them or hate them? Oh, I love them, hundred percent. So yeah? good. What's so much fun? Yeah. Spend that I mean, time making them and participating, etc. Yeah, we did the first um, 
I did the first three music videos myself. I think we did like the Easy Peeler one, the Lived In one, and then no, we did we did a back we got a song called Backstep. We did a music video for but that was just like a live music video of a, of a show we played. Um, so yeah, we'd had we'd always paid a particular amount of attention to them just because there's some of my I fucking love music videos. I think they're sick. Just like all the all the new ones are amazing. Like earlier we were talking about people like the Static Dress, like visually like. It's just incredible. So sick. But then like going back, man, like I mean, music videos where music videos were like on telly all the time and was like a yeah. was like a big thing. Do you remember like there was like a Nelly, you know that uh Nelly, I love you. Oh I yeah. <laughs> like she had like a Motorola placement in that music video and someone's like texting, but it's on like XL. Like there's loads of these little like uh nuggets from music videos that I just that I just love and made make me remember the artist and make me remember the song more because of that. And yeah, we just worked with um Aaron from While She Sleeps on the on the two new music videos we've just done, the Joey and Zoe and the and the curbside video which is yet to be released. That was the first time we were working with somebody else and um he made that process so much fun and he, he allowed us to to contribute and to change and 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 then also there were times in which she was like this is how something needs to be and i need you to trust me and we and we trusted him um and what he's come out with is incredible so yeah look moving forward like there's a certain point where my skill set was reached in terms of what i could make for jet ski like i was like oh we've kind of like need to level up and we i can't gain 10 years experience in <laughs> you know in, in in a year so it's yeah. time to like work with somebody else and yeah working with aaron has been has been class and anybody who's listening who plays in bands i can't recommend you go and hit him up for a music video because it, it's such an enjoyable process such a lovely man especially after he's come up for a massive tour with parkway drivers or yeah he get he got me and jack into one of the parkway we went to the nottingham show and uh i was just blown away it honestly it's my first time seeing while she sleeps so like i've been around them loads i mean they were uh, they were at bloodstock last year but i was i was working so it was just like in in and out and then i, I did the o2 academy show um uh, but again was working so it was loading out when when they when they were on stage so this was the first time i got to see him and to see them in, a, in an arena was incredible and they also really they just fucking blew me away man this is this is no no disdain no disdain to uh partway drive or to uh to lorna shore of course partway drive i listened to him since i was a kid and i and i fucking love that band and lorna shore that man is gifted it's just something different about his voice it's it's like nothing i've ever ever heard but neither of them felt like bands i can't lie what uh, like lorna shore felt like uh i don't know it felt like a spectacle it was just like watching this bloke make these noises that you just can't fucking imagine do you know what i mean it's incredible i mean musically super heavy super tough and then partway driver like a theatrical production now yeah like there's a lot happening on stage a lot of pyrotechnics a lot of a lot of things that build it, which i understand why they do that stuff because it makes it amazing for the people who are in the rafters do you know what i mean it, it, mm. it's great but when while she sleeps stepped on stage man the energy i felt i felt like i was in a tiny room you know what i mean i felt like i was in a small 100 cap 200 cap venue there was like an energy something like happened in the room and yeah, they've, they've, I can't wait to see him again. The next opportunity that I get to go watch him, I'll, I'll go again because I love bands that make big stages feel feel small. And and they did that. It felt very like intimate and personal. And yeah, just so sick to see people like from the same city we are just killing it. It's awesome. 
Amazing. I love this. This has been so much fun. Before we, we start wrapping up and letting you go, though, just for a minute, if there's anyone listening to this who aren't familiar with Jet Ski, is how, first off, how would you describe your music to them to sell them on it? And also, is there a particular song, maybe one or two, you'd suggest people go check out? Like, yeah, this is what we do. Um, it's like Budget Weezer. So it's like a, <laughs> it's like a Poundland. It's like a Poundland Weezer. And if you're going to check any tune out, go and check out Joe and Zoe. It's the newest tune off our new EP. And uh, I hope you like what you find. If you do like what you find, you can find us at Jet Ski The Band on all forms of social media. That is what I'd say to those people. Poundland <laughs> Weezer, what a fucking way to say it. It's hang on though, isn't it? you got to be honest. you got to be <laughs> fucking honest about what you do. It's Poundland Weezer. It is. It's... Oh, I love it. <laughs> Mr. Stevens, do you have any more questions for our wonderful guest? Yeah, so like, I've got two actually. Uh, first of all, what's, what's the plan for you boys then? What's what's next? EP is obviously coming out to the 1st of October, but what's what's coming 2023? just so many shows so so many shows is that's the main aim of 2023 is to get out there and really hone in on what we do live um our favorite part about this whole thing is going out there and playing shows recording more music we're nearing sort of being ready to head back into the studio um not too not too sure what's going to be the uh the outcome of that whether it we've we talked about doing an album we've talked about doing some more singles and some more EPs. so not sure what'll go there uh i can tell you that there'll be a single out early next year in january which is already locked and loaded ready to go and i'll shoot it to you guys after we finish uh, doing this you can check it out um, just just trying to be a band in trying times just going to try yeah. and have as much fun as possible as we can next year and hopefully wherever you're from we'll be having fun near you sometime soon that'll be that'll be the the main goal 2023 loads of shows incredible incredible looking forward to that very much so um and finally um when jet ski first started when you brought your friends in from their band that broke up etc and brought jack into play bass did you ever think that this is where jet ski would be right now not at all I mean, we we were always um, quite intent on what we were doing. We knew we wanted to present it in a way that we were proud of, um, whether that be working with producers that we've worked with, like uh, like Jim Pinder, who's somebody who covers Bring Me the Horizon and, and While She Sleeps and Malevolence and Bullet for My Valentine. So whether it's like a, a caring craft or like a caring how we package things out to people, that'd be the merchandise and and the music videos and all the visual components that go along with what we do. We always did that for us. It was never really an aim of like gaining traction. We just wanted to be proud of what, of what, of what we did and, and feel like we package it in the best way. And then obviously that is a reason why people get into bands. So, so, so stuff has grown, but yeah, I, I definitely didn't, uh, didn't see us getting playing on things like radio one and, and whatever, and having the support from big bands that we do, you know, and, having support from the people within the industry that we do. So yeah, I definitely didn't see it coming like this. And, you know, we're still doing things the same way we've always done them. There's not too much, too much new. And I think it's a process that we're going to hold on to and keep on doing. And yeah, I, th- I yeah, didn't see it like this, but I'm stoked that it's gaining a little bit of, bit of traction. It's really cool. It's really fun. Like to play music for nice people. 
I'm very, very excited to see what comes next for you guys. Like, I'm going to be looking out for that and believe, and I wish you every success, Charles. Like, I really hope that, you know, a year, two years, five years, however long it takes that you guys will be up there playing with the big boys, smashing out the fucking park, as I imagine you do uh, on a nightly basis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for having me on. You know, this is the first time that I've done an informal long-form discussion like this. So I apologize for any babbling on and anything that yeah. you might want to uh, might want to cut or anything like Nothing that. Nothing at all. Um, we love it. But you made, made me feel very, very comfortable and you're very nice to reach out um, to ask to do it. So, yeah, thank you for having me on, lads. Appreciate it. Right. Charles, there's something we used to do on the show. I say we used to, but basically we haven't done it in quite a while, but I figured we're having fun. Let's bring it back. Would you like to play our little game we call the quick fire round? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to say something dumb, like off the bat, but <laughs> it's yeah. nice and easy. It's five very simple questions, and you're going to know the answers because it's all about you, but you're just going to answer them as quick as you can. Okay. Simple as that. All right. Yeah. Nice, nice and easy one that we like to call the Adam Lancaster special. What's your favorite cheese? Uh, like Gouda, anything smoked. Oh, yes. Strong start. Strong start. We like it. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? They're not all food related, I promise. <laughs> really boring, but hand to God, it's Bran Flakes. I fucking love Bran Flakes. Bran Flakes? Man. Good man. Good again. Class cereal. I've, I've got two boxes already. Sat the... <laughs> They're great. Tasty and keep Brilliant. it regularly. You can't argue with them. For sure. If, <laughs> if you were to have a time machine, would you go back in the past or future in time? Forwards. I know what's happened. I'm not interested in any of it. I go forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was the most northern answer ever given. I've seen what happens. Yeah. I'm done. Let's go forward. You weren't ever better than this, were you? I it? don't care. You know I mean? <laughs> weren't, weren't ever any better than this. It might have looked a bit better, but it weren't. It was bad. If you were to get a tattoo to commemorate your career so far, what would it be? Uh, we spoke about, himself. yeah i have i actually i mean because i were i was really that was like direct beam consciousness shit like i didn't think about what i was saying i just told you exactly what i thought um i'm sorry say i know it's quick fire say that one again if you were to get a tattoo to commemorate your career so far what would it be uh i don't know like probably a, i mean probably a jet ski if not maybe <laughs> the particular strain of weed lemon haze somewhere on my somewhere <laughs> on my body i mean that may, may be cool i don't have any yet um so it seems like a big choice but yeah probably a probably a little jet ski I like seems it. fitting <laughs> and last but not least if they were to make a movie about your life who would play you in that movie oh, i don't know <laughs> that's a fucking <laughs> tough one does it have to be like someone i think could be good at it or someone i just want Anyone? Overall, Liam Neeson. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. all the way through. But like, with his Scottish accent and everything about him's like the same. Like he doesn't try and play me. <laughs> it's just Liam Neeson. <laughs> and he's like me at all ages. So if it's like a full thing of my life, like up until now. I mean, I'm like 23 now. So like, but if it was like recounting my life at three years old, I I'd, I want it to be Liam Neeson as he is now. <laughs> like not like a. Not like a CGI young Liam Neeson. <laughs> I want it to be like my mum talking to a full grown Liam Neeson as if he is a three year old. Liam Neeson and the napper. Mother, I require yeah. changing. All the way through. All the way through. 
Maybe probably quite entertaining. Yeah, stumped me with that one, so I just took piss. So, uh, yeah. oh, that's a fucking great answer. I love it. Uh, <laughs> why, is, why is Liam Neeson wearing nappies at three, Jamie? Oh, good idea of Liam Neeson in a nappy. All right. <laughs> it's the first, it's the first thing on the that. on the shot list for the day. <laughs> Getting get him in the nappy now. Need it immediately. I have a yes. particular set of skills of putting on a pampers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that'd be the uh, that'd be the vibe for me. Yeah, I'd like that. I absolutely love it. Oh, this has been so much fun, Charles. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate if, it, guys. It's been really fun. Before we let you go, though, I know you briefly touched it before. Any plugs, social media's websites you want people to go check out? Sure thing. At jetskytheband.com on all forms of social media. Jetskytheband.com for all. Wait, did I just say jetski the band doc at jetski the band.com the first time around? Uh, I yes, fucked the did. plug. Yes. I did, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I fucked the plug. We're a band called Jetski. You find us literally everywhere. Just have a go, man. You'll probably find it. <laughs> Don't search water sports. <laughs> yeah. plug. plug, fuck the plug. So, you know what I mean? Wrote it out. Jetski the band <laughs> at dot com, Spotify, <laughs> YouTube other forms of media find it all wherever you'd like really appreciate taking the time man thank you so much it's been it's been super fun thank you yeah your questions are really fun man and that was like a you know i'm I'm often because of what i do for work and stuff i'm often like stood at the side while people are doing longer form interviews and all of that sort of shit and uh i'm often like oh these are some fucking dry questions and (laughs) like that that didn't feel like dry questions it was really fun to talk to you both Oh, thank you. I really oh, appreciate it. To hear it. Really do appreciate it. Yeah. If you want to do anything in future, just just give us a shout. It was yeah. really fun. And I and I think you'd both talk super well with like the rest of the members of the band. So it'd be fun to to do to do multiple people. Definitely. I agree. I, yeah. I think maybe we should do something maybe in person next time. Oh yeah, it'd be lovely. If you want to pull up to uh, any shows. I mean, where 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 are you both based? Where I'm Birmingham, like I said, but you're Brum. I'm, and then I'm you say Cardiff. Newport, South Wales. Yeah, by by oh. Cardiff. So, I mean, our next show is on the 7th of November in Liverpool, which I guess is somewhat of a stretch for the for the pair of you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, figure, we'll figure something out, Charles. We'll get so, something. Yeah, as soon as we get close together, just, just give us a shout. Will do. Like Appreciate it, my friend. Have a great one, lads. You too. Take bye-bye. care, buddy. See you later. Take bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. What a sensational interview. So much fun. Just, yeah, I love this one. A word that's never really, rarely used anymore. Splendid, I would say. Splendid. Splendid. Wonderful interview. Charles, thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening, my friend, to sit and chat to us. We really enjoyed it. We hope that you're all smashing out for the the Family EP right now uh, and getting that in your ears whilst watching us. And we really hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it or watching it as much as we did recording it. Mr. Stevens. Hi, yeah. It's audience participation time. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. This week, I said, following on from Tom's journal entry two weeks ago, (laughs) this week we are asking you to do one simple thing. Pick a movie. Keep one actor. The rest of the cast are played by Muppets. By God, this is an amazing one. I'm so glad we put this one out there. What say you, Mr. Stevens? Let me think. 
Because I actually didn't think of an answer for this. Could you do the Godfather? I just have the Godfather as the human. <laughs> that would be kind of amazing. To <laughs> uh, what else is there? I'm trying to think of like real fucking classic films. When Harry met Sally, just keep Sally. <laughs> or I have Miss Piggy or Sally. Yes. One of my answers is kind of on similar vibes to that. Oh, okay. I look forward to this. I, I came up with three. I was quite proud of it. I had a proper think after we did that episode. Now, the one that is not similar to Harry but Sally in movie-wise, but the idea of the being this romantic movie and the person just falls in love with a Muppet and chases them for this whole movie. Titanic, but Jack is human. Just, I just need to see that. I think it would be absolutely incredible. Kermit as the... Um, the, 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 the person that steers a ship. You can tell it's fucking late. My brain has died. Love Actually. Oh, that'd be a great one. And keep keep Alan Rickman. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I also said Life of Brian and Brian is the only human oh, because I just want to see God. always look on the bright side of life with Muppets. Just for that scene alone, I want it. Just the biggest dickers. That'd be absolutely... <laughs> Fucking amazing. He's not a Muppet, he's a real boy. Um, and my last one I came up with is Robocop, and Alex Murphy, Robocop, is the only human. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. But we had some phenomenal answers to this one. First off, we had our good friend and former guest, Hayden Cockrell. Halloween, keep Michael Myers, the rest of Muppets. That would be brilliant. incredible. Just to see shit, wouldn't it? Just fluff everywhere. Just what, that's what makes it better. Just be fluff flying everywhere. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Laurie Jean, Frankenstein, and the monster is human. The rest are Muppets. Amazing. <laughs> Ollie Nightingale, the Italian job. Keep Michael Caine. Always keep Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine trying to teach Muppets how to do a heist job sounds incredible. Could you do the Dark Knight, keep Michael Caine? <laughs> Batman Fuck yes. Possibly my favourite answer out of all of these. I love this one so much. Ruby Goodwin, Jurassic Park, keep Jeff Goldblum. Phenomenal. I need to watch Muppet Dinosaurs. I just want to see that. (laughs) Chris Burford, one flew over the cuckoo's nest and you keep Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson in a mental asylum with Muppets... Sounds like the greatest film ever. Yeah. (laughs) Richie Rich says, Terminator, keep Arnie. Again, that'd be incredible. Are you Sarah Connor? (laughs) What? (laughs) Hiya! (laughs) Graham Arnold, The Avengers, keep Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. That's it. (laughs) Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Who's Hulk? Kermit. Kermit is green. <laughs> you won't break me when I'm angry. <laughs> fantastic. Fucking fantastic. Oh, I've made myself laugh. Uh, ben Ripley, John Wick, you only keep Keanu. Just yeah, that'd be amazing. Just murdering the fuck out of Muppets. <laughs> the idea of Keanu getting really sad and crying over his Muppet dog just really amuses me as well. <laughs> Becky Westwood, 
Star Wars, take your pick from four, five, or six. Darth Vader is the, the only normal one. I can picture him constantly using the force to choke Muppets. I look around. Fuck you doing? <laughs> I ain't got a wind pump. And then my son Harrison chimes in and says, No, imagine that scene where Anakin force chokes and kills all the kids and he's a Muppet. That would be disturbing to see. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very disturbing to see. Andrew Powell, aliens, keep Sigourney Weaver. I need <laughs> to see a Muppet Xenomorph because <laughs> that sounds incredible. <laughs> Claire Jones says, Speed, keep Sandra Bullock and have Kermit as Keanu Reeves. Phenomenal. Oh, God, I love it. Nick Gribben, Jaws, keep the shark. <laughs> Was the shark an actor, though? It, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know, but I'm counting it because okay. it's hilarious. Another one of my favourite answers. This really, really made me laugh. Mally Malpass, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Everyone's a Muppet except one random guy in a battle scene. <laughs> Not even anyone specific, just one random guy. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck what? is going on? Because yeah. <laughs> the Swedish chef is having a go at people. They're like, what the? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like runs past. <laughs> Hurry, 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 Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking hell, it's really made me laugh. <laughs> Bear with me. That's fine. Oh, Bethany Nichols, Silence of the Lambs. Keep Jodie Foster as Clarice. Gonzo as Hannibal Lecter. Kermit the Frog as Buffalo Bill. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Um, Miss Piggy as Catherine Martin. And Fozzie Bear as FBI Director Jack Crawford. I would watch the shit out of that movie. You've never seen Silence of the Lambs, have you? One of my favourite films of all time. That sounds amazing. I would watch the living fuck out of that. And last but not least, if you ever want dedication to an answer, this is it. Sorry. Sorry, one more before I say last but not least. Gemma Williams, I knew my answer as soon as I heard you talking about it with Tom's journal. Die Hard and Bruce Willis is the only human. Fantastic. <laughs> Just want to see a Muppet fall in from... I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's last but not least. Sally Fairway. Oh, I have one that I thought about quite a lot. So Beauty and the Beast... All the characters are played by Muppets, except the Beast and his servants, who are played by humans. Then at the end, when the spell is broken, they all turn into Muppets. So instead of being furniture that turns into humans, they're humans that turn into Muppets. It would be genius and amazing. And she says, I even have a cast list for you. This is why this is number one, because of the dedication point to this. Belle would obviously be Miss Piggy. The beast in human form would be Jason Momoa and Kermit in Muppet form. <laughs> Gaston and LeFou are either Bert and Ernie or Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat. I think Bert and Ernie for them too. Cogsworth would be Fozzie Bear. Lumiere would be the Swedish chef. Be Orgus, be Orgus. Mrs. Potts and Chip would be the grumpy old men, Statler and Waldorf. The wardrobe, the wardrobe that throws itself down the stairs would be Animal. And that's all she's got so far. Fucking beautiful. I would watch the living crap out of that. 
just amazing. With some great answers. Absolutely great. <laughs> Jason Momoa absolutely... turning into Kermit. We love it when people participate in your challenges, Jamie. <laughs> I love it. from the journal as well, so it makes it even better. So that's oh, incredible. Yes. Thank you to absolutely everyone that participated. We appreciate your answers ever so much. And we uh, appreciate you uh, enjoying said journal, uh, said participation challenge, sorry, Tom's journal, Callum's treachings, the interview, and all the other bullshit we talk at the beginning of the episode. And there are 59 other editions of that shit. So if you really want 59 other editions, you can go and check out on Spotify, Google, or Apple, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. Just search The Chronicles of Podcast, and you're onto a fucking winner. You can also find us on YouTube if you fancy the visuals instead. Uh, we're on there at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button, hit that bell for the notified of new videos being released, and comment, comment, comment. Thank you, Ron. Um, you can find our hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesdays on there. There are no more. We've completed Way Back Wednesday, but they're all on there for you to enjoy all of our older interviews from our older channels. Um, you can also find our Bloodstock live interviews in full. They are now all out as well, uh, as the Bloodstock vlog is also there for you to thoroughly enjoy and share it fucking everywhere. You can also find us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that subscribe, no, hit the like button even, hit the like button and share us fucking everywhere. Make sure you recommend us to all of your friends. You can also find us, uh, Jamie, Where where is that exactly? Uh, you can find us sitting in the corner with our headphones on, listening to the latest jet ski single, bobbing and dancing along. Or on the Twitter. Or there. At TCOPod. Jamie, I'm trying to think, uh, where else could you find us? I'm sitting there going through jet ski catalogues, trying to find the band. You can only see water equipment. That's weird. Yes, yeah, weird, isn't it? Or on the Instagram. At TCOPod. You can also find us on TikTok at TCOPod. We are putting as much content out there as physically fucking possible for you to all enjoy, loves. Please get sharing. You can also find us at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com, which is our beautifully brand spankingly, sexily, wonderfully incredible and lovely little website. You can find out all about us on there, all of our shows and episodes are on there, and all of our affiliates and sponsors are on there. The Chronicles Podcast. Download us, reviewers. Sharers, raters, tell all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears. But most importantly, before we start plugging our wonderful friends, we have a little announcement to make to you all. We have decided to make our very own Patreon. That's right. Just £4, £4 a month, you can become a Treacher's Pet. That is what I decided to call it because I liked the name. It amused me. And for your £4 a month, what are you going to get? Not only will you get... A massive thank you from myself and Tom for supporting us, helping us keep the lights on and doing all things TCO pod. You will get exclusive bonus content, new content and old content, content that you can't find anywhere else. Early show information, upcoming guests, the opportunity to ask the guests a question. We'll let you know who's coming on and give you the opportunity to answer a question. Future discounts if we do live shows. Again, merchandise we're going to release. 
you can get discount codes on that and we'll have an exclusive members only social media where you guys can come in and find out all this incredible information and tom might even let you add something to the journal if you say please but four pounds a month just head on over to patreon.com forward slash tco pod and there you go have a look what's there join us we would absolutely massively appreciate all your support we do this for free to keep you guys happy Future, amazing content from amazing guests every week so all we ask is a little bit of love if you can't afford it fair enough just give it a share that's all we ask cheers loves or donate to them or donate to them yeah but before we get out of here let's say thank you to our wonderful friends every single piece of music you hear on this show comes from one man the music maestro himself is mr matt roberts He's got a brand new single out, Your Love Acoustic. It is absolutely sensational. While you're there, go check out the original version of Your Love as well, because that's also sensational. Go give him a follow on all the social media accounts, at Matt Roberts Music. Go follow him on Spotify and just give him some love, because he's a wonderful human being who plays some incredible music. So, yeah. All of them to Once in a Lifetime, which is our theme song. Yes, Once in a Lifetime. I love that bloody song. Or you can head on over to these guys, www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app, have a look at everything that's on there. If you like it, stick it in your basket. And then when you've added everything that you like, including, I hope, the Sophie Lancaster collaboration t-shirt, 50% of the profits go straight to them. When you get to the discount, when you get to the checkout, rather, enter the discount code, The Chronicles, and get yourself 10% off your order. As we said last week, Braden is currently on tour, on the Stay Cozy tour out in the States. By God, I wish we could go to that tour. Bring it here, please, Mr. Browry. But if you're there, just shout the chronicles in his face as you go to pay. You never know, you might get a discount. Or you might get kicked out of the venue. One or two. I say it's worth the risk. And if you do it, tell us, because I reckon it'd be a really funny story. But <laughs> last but not least, a massive thank you to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. These guys mean the absolute world to us. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. The day we are recording this, Monday... No, it's Tuesday today. My bad. day we're recording this, Tuesday, we... It has been one year since we announced our collaboration with these guys. We have achieved some incredible things in that year, but it's only the beginning. There is so much work to be done. As I say every week, and I beg it of you again this week, go to sophielancasterfoundation.com, click the hate crime tab, and go fill in that questionnaire. All the answers on there are so vitally important to garner evidence up, to send to the government, to basically help get the alternative subculture added as a strand of hate crime. So please, if you could all do that for me, that would mean the world. And then share it on your social medias and get all your friends to do it. Because if you've been treated differently because of the how you look, the music you listen to, anything like that, you need this. The future generations need this because this has been going on since the 60s and 70s. So it's not just affecting the people of the past. It's no doubt going to affect the people of the future. So let's put an end to this because it is ridiculous and it should have gone by now. Ah, thank you very much. And of course, as always, a massive thank you to this handsome bugger over here. Too kind. Way too kind. Thank you to you too, my friend. We couldn't do this without you. It's graciously appreciated. Oh, what another wonderful episode, Jerry. I know. It's been amazing. Absolutely. It's been it's been fun. I've really thoroughly enjoyed this one. It's been uh, it's been grandioso. Ooh. Big thank you, big shout out to Jasmine at the Noise Cartel for setting this interview up. We had so much fun. Charles, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to sit and chat with my friend. Uh, we look forward to seeing you live soon. Everybody, enjoy the Jet Ski EP for the family. It's out right now. Get down there to get in your ears. Uh, and as for this week, we will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye! Bye. Orridge. <laughs>